at first it was cool. Like we, she would take the money from him and then we would go like do stuff together. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. That might have to be the opener. <laughs> yeah. We went to the church concert together um, with, through the money or whatever. Um, I think I'm like, what? YBO what? Podcast. Yeah. YBO Podcast. YBO. You're listening to Young Black and Opinionated. You are tuned in to YBO Podcast. Hey, honest, y'all make me feel at home. I just want to say I want another invite. I feel like I'm a part of this podcast. <laughs> Young Black and Opinionated. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E S E B E R A. Four wise. We say it all the time, but we talk about a lot of different shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take them what we say. <laughs> I don't think nobody does it like this. Lassie. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. I have no joy. I have no joy. That's what you said. And it's your boy, Boron J. That's M W A N J E. Gun and Wow. How do you do this with two girls? I'm like, what are you family episode 248 of young black and opinionated ladies how y'all doing on today i'm amazing i'm doing good. i'm doing pretty good which is a surprise but i'm doing good no ads today no. <laughs> I don't know. He said Ed Loss. Um <laughs> Lucetti. <laughs> uh, edible, it's the edible L. <laughs> L. Uh edible L. That's funny. Well, I'm doing okay, y'all. My hair is a little wild, but you know what? I'm a black man. You know, them oh, chicks wow. that start their business online, they take a picture of their packages. <laughs> I'm <gonna> be like, <laughs> I saw somebody in the comment like, girl, ship it out. <laughs> oh, no. Waste the time. <laughs> Where my order at? <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. It's a CBD loss. Um, that's funny. CBD. <laughs> I'm done. But you mentioned your hair. Are you going to comb it or what? <laughs> no, I like it. I like it like that. Yeah, it's, it's like giving it me Julius like Randall. It's giving me Julius Randall. I love it. Julius Randall, I like that. I always tell people he'd be getting his braids done, but I was like, I don't know. I like when he hoop with his hair just in his natural state. Um, so I don't hoop, but yeah. Well, just in general, like that's the only place I see him. So yeah, it's dope. But um, well, since we're here, episode 248 is always, I am the Wi-Fi connected illustrious Reese Berry. That is Ara, E-E-S-E-B-E-R-R-A. Four Wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, two Y's, two E's, B-A-Y-Y-B-E-E. And on Instagram and Twitter, at LaCrim Lola. Mwanje? And it's your boy Mwanje. That's M-W-A-N-J-E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanje Ugandan for Leopard. <laughs> Say go on and let it in. All right. Um, so check this. We're 248 episodes in. And um, it's been fun. Let's um, you got any feedback from last week's episode? I feel like it was such a, a interesting topic as far as the Galentine's Day part. Um, and I seen some interesting arguments online. I seen somebody get checked on their own status. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, checked. Is it a real person? Yeah, a it was some boy? guy. It, I wasn't gonna say check. I just said that to be <laughs> funny. Said, is it a real somebody? Somebody, one of my friends posted about uh, or Facebook friends. Posted about, I guess, Valentine's Day, and you just think it's a dud and what the fuck oh. is the purpose type shit. 
And, you know, all the women was going crazy. And then I guess he didn't know that you didn't have to be single. He didn't know that it wasn't just about women. And he didn't, it's a her whole bunch of stuff he didn't know. Like it was basically a love day. And it wasn't on Valentine's Day. He was like, oh. <laughs> so, <Okay>. like, <laughs> so um, a lot of people had different comments. And I, like, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I think um, over that weekend, my sister went to Galena, Illinois with her friends and they celebrated it too. So it was funny because I was talking to her about it. She's like, you should call me. I was like, yeah, we had called so many people. I was trying to find somebody on my YJ side. But um, yeah, she just like, I just, I'm married. I just went to Valentine's Day with my friends and have fun. So oh, that's good. Yeah, so interesting, interesting. A lot of people were uh, up in arms about women having fun. So women having fun. <laughs> Y'all be haters. Hey, I got no Valentine's Day with, with the pals. Like I don't understand. Guys don't like their friends the way girls do. Valentine's so. Day. Make we're gonna do that next Palantine. year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make I'm a Valentine's Day for fun. all niggas. <laughs> You're gonna be sitting there looking like New York in the bed with the shades. On. Yes, I love you too, bro. All right. Y'all can go <laughs> to brunch. I want my girl. I've I've gone to brunch with uh You know what chicks you know when chicks say when they go out when they say I'm gonna be having fun, but I'm gonna call my man real quick to come pick me up. That's how niggas gonna be. They're gonna be out. What are you doing, bro? Oh my girl need me. Like, don't blame her, nigga. (laughs) Just say you wanna go. Right. But yeah, no, interesting. Well, guys, let's discuss our past weeks. Um so what you do for Valentine's Day or Palentine's Day or Galentine's Day or uh, Love Day, what'd you guys do? And outside of that, how was your week? I'm I'm inquiring minds want to know. Well, well I uh oh go no, ahead. No, no, no. Kings first on this podcast. <laughs> you know, we uh, I said that on the sh- on she shout out to she, you just did a feature. I said that he was like, Oh, we see ladies first. Now. I say on our podcast, he's only guy, so kings first. So thanks. <laughs> Uh, thanks, pals. Um, so I, um, I actually—it's no, Valentine's Day. Thanks, gal. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up. Um, I, I actually got an opportunity. I actually stepped foot in. Shut up. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> um, I actually stepped foot into Sephora. So I, um, I caught a glimpse into. Shut up. Uh, I caught a glimpse into. Um, it, no, it, it's something in there. It was. It was your feet. about your feet. Oh, <laughs> so I, I, um. There was a uh, this uh, it's called pharmacy or something like that. It was like oh, okay. a um thing. I don't know exactly what it is that she wanted, and then uh, some perfume that uh, smells like coffee that she wanted. So I actually did that the day of Valentine's Day. So I actually ordered the day before, and then I just snuck out and just grabbed it real quick, and I got that um, along with uh, um, an Amazon Echo dot. Yeah, and uh, what else? Did you get the new one with the clock um, on it? No, I didn't get. I didn't even see that one. I didn't yeah, the the regular one. Echo dots are small. I, I guess yeah. I didn't realize there were a difference because uh, when I got my Echoes, they had, must have been on sale when I bought them a couple years ago. Because now mm. the motherfuckers are hundred. I'm like, hey, yeah, they are. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, them them the ones I, I got. I still got my first generations too. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Amazon, you should be ashamed. <laughs> I, I can like tell fair. Just I'm kidding. Got me uh, up in arms. <laughs> yeah, I got my promotion. I didn't do all that. I had to pay. I pay eight dollars. Um, and I got Amazon Music for a month. Uh, so mm-hmm. I uh, did that. What else? I had little chocolates in there, and then um, I did a little something extra. That nah, I don't be buying her discount gifts. It's like, <laughs> right, right. That's I why you was out here some, buying extra shit. All I took a town. risk on something, and I had to take it back. So, that was not good. 
<laughs> Ladies don't like that. <laughs> it's just her. <laughs> yeah. mm. Got a point there. Uh, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> so I got seventeen out of five dispensers. Um, so <laughs> in a gift card. Um, so Y'all I'm clowning. Ooh. 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 So, um, definitely didn't go well. So, one more time. Sorry, everybody be quiet. (laughs) From my homies, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I got to go back there and find something appropriate. Um, (laughs) you said, well, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) You want it? (laughs) Y'all can have fun. Y'all man can have fun. Go ahead. Dog, I'm never. Oh, I feel for you. I'm gonna give you a (laughs) hug. There you go. Have fun, little sis. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Y'all family close. Um, but no, uh, yeah. So I just did that though. And that card, you know, black. I always got like to have black cards, so I got a little black card. And uh, yeah, it was it was a total surprise. You want to? Wasn't expecting that, so it was (laughs) it was great. I had fun. How did your your rose petal and stuff go? I did see. Okay, so I wasn't able to do none of that because someone decided to get um, boosted the day before. So, yeah, took him out. So I just had to pivot a little bit, but it was all right. It's good. I'm glad I did. It still worked out. Better to be safe than sorry, huh? Sis? Yeah, I got to get mine boosted too. So, but what about y'all? What y'all got? Boost, what y'all boost, get? Boost. Well, that shit funny. I was like, I feel like I had this conversation, but it was with um, the girl I share office with because obviously I saw her the day after we recorded. But um, so what you get? So it's funny because, like I said last week, you know, when we got together, I was like, Valentine's is like he don't got to be extra with it unless he wants to. I'm not, but I'm not gonna say like I need you to do this. Um, when I got home from work. Um, I walked in the house and there was a card, chocolate and flowers on the table mm-hmm. for me. And I was like, oh, babe. Um, Amazon fucked his gift up and didn't deliver it oh. till the next day. But um, I got him. I'm a very practical gift giver. Like I give people what I feel like they need. Um, or they really, really like just truly want, like, I don't like when people like get gifts for people and they're like, well, I'm going to get them this because I know they like this. Like, do they want it or do they need it? Um, he need needed a jewelry. It's like a jewelry tree, um, mm. where he could put like his bracelets, rings, earrings. Um, so I got him that, um, he really, really liked it. Um, he took me shopping to um at Sephora. I think I mentioned that because that we did that last weekend. But yeah, it was it was a smooth little Valentine's Day. And if I have did a baby in nine months, you? great. Did you buy some Dior uh number three? Nah. Oh, I've been in there so much lately. Lady was like, you're back again? Yeah, no. Valentine's Day, it was it was <laughs> It was smooth. And then this this week was really just exhausting um, work-wise because I made a status on Facebook. When you work in the finance industry during holidays or federal holidays, let me say it like that, Mm. um, it's really fucking annoying, um, Mm. which caused me to not have a good, like my Friday and Saturday, Friday, I was just so stressed out from work. Um, after work, I went to go see my girlfriend. Um, we went out for a few drinks, and 
the funny thing about being here, and I know it's not just here, it's in a lot of places, like, y'all know they cater to country music down here. So they cater to a lot of non-black people. So we went to a bar and I'm the first person to be like, y'all got Hennessy? No, we got Jack. I want that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we and then we went to like a little black spot and it was cool. The vibes were great. The music was great. He tricked me because I thought he was going to play Boosie and he didn't. And he kind of pissed me off. But um, we were drinking vodka sodas and they didn't have club soda. I was like, this is so my black people. I'm going to need y'all to get all the mixers. Okay. But it was great. We had fun. Um, Saturday, I was just lazy because I had such a long week and I was exhausted. So I had a lazy day, tried to get my mental together and that carried over in today, into today. Um, and now I'm feeling better. So I had a surprising turn of my weekend, honestly. You're one Jay, did you do anything fun or outside of Valentine's Day? Like last year, had a story for her. Do I do anything fun? No, I just uh, chill. We had a little squall. Uh, oh online. yeah, <laughs> I let the squall the fuck out of here. I was on Facebook like, Lord, Mama won't keep I'm like, dog, why do we do this? Yeah. We do this with every fucking thing. <laughs> I make everything fun. Yeah, I'm just it. saying it was, it was you know you're you're just chilling you're just chilling on a Friday and uh or yes Friday and uh oh, Saturday right chilling on a Saturday and and next thing you know uh you get a little buzz on your phone and, you know hey alert squall I was like, oh okay it what's was the definition squall? of a squall I don't know it was just like they a were little sharing winter, it too winter I'm sorry. storm Alexa, very quick winter storm define squall as a noun. Squall is usually defined as a sudden, yep. violent gust of wind, yep. often accompanied by rain, snow, or sleet. As yeah. a verb, squall is usually defined as verb. to blow as a squall. For more, Alexa, aye, 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 stop. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. So we had a squall, which is like as Alexa uh, so eloquently uh, said. Um, it's just a, a sudden gust of snow in this case. Don't take her um, words. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> she told us, don't, you don't got to say no more. I'm just playing. <laughs> she got it from the Oxford Dictionary. dictionary. <laughs> All she did was pull it from the Oxford Dictionary. But, yeah, no, it was just real quick. Um, I mean, it wasn't light, but, it, you know, snows, uh, snow was, uh, show, uh, cars were covered and uh, snow was felt. So, yeah, it, it wasn't too crazy. I didn't hear any, too many accidents or anything like that or people, you know, dying or anything. Um as of yet, hopefully not. But uh, yeah, a little squall happened the other day. Um, but yeah. other than that, though, that's it. Nothing much crazy. Nothing crazy this week. Read my yeah. little book. What, I got an LBJ documentary. I'm gonna watch that. Oh, um, oh, that's what's up. That's funny. Um, was it Friday or whenever day that was? I was talking to my dad. He was coming from up north, so he was like, "It was real windy and the snow was blowing." Mm. And then we called my sister on three way, and of course she in Milwaukee. She's like, "It's not that bad here." So he was like, "Let me get out of this shit," because he was like in Marathon County, like three hours away. I was like, "Yikes!" So, but yeah, interesting squall. Um, this past week, damn, I should have did my little sticky note thing again. Um, <laughs> so for V Day, we went to because um. We like to, well, he liked to, but we like to try like new restaurants. And we went to, damn, did I take a picture of it at least? Some, it was called like a Katie and something. It was straight. It was good. Um, hold on, let me see if I got a picture of it. I thought I took something. 
Yeah, it was a Katie and something. But yeah, it was dope because I'm like, oh, this is nice. And it was weird because when we got there, we went fairly early, like right after like people was getting off work. So I'm like, there ain't nobody here. We had a reservation. I'm like, we ain't even need one. But when we sat down, I looked up, we got packed. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. good. And it's interesting because I was listening to Joe Budden and he was like, he felt like Valentine's Day wasn't as big as it like typically is. Like, you know, people posting and the flower. I'm like, and maybe he meant celebrities. And I think I wasn't really paying attention, but I now that I think I only seen like a couple people like money bag, yo, <laughs> and maybe that's it. I don't know what that means, but it was a, an interesting take from him. I'm like, oh, uh, but I think Parks was like, I think all the holidays kind of fell short or whatever because of the times that we're in. But yeah, we did that. We were supposed to do um, two different things, but I don't know what it was. We were just poop. So we just sat down and watched the game. Um, I think the Bucks was playing. And then, uh, let me see, Tuesday. Let me, let me, Tuesday, Tuesday. Put on my calendar. Hold on. See, I can get my shit together, man. Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Okay. Oh, yeah, they played the Trailblazers when they lost. I was mad. Okay. They played the Pacers. Giannis had the 50 piece. Um, I, I, for me personally, in between there, I did a lot of, um, different, um, stuff as far as um like potting and stuff so we'll see where some of that stuff goes and um yeah and then friday yesterday was saturday right so mm-hmm. friday or thursday i don't even know shit we went to he took me to what well, we was one of the things we were supposed to do we went to andretti's um hated it it had to be thursday yeah yeah that's when oh like an italian went. italian restaurant no it's a like a um go-karting and shit because like oh, oh. we went to a couple weeks ago we've been doing so much shit a couple weeks ago we it's went to um uh it's another one main event and i like main event because it's another one by main event that i like that i went to with my niece um and my family when they came down here last year so I'm th- i thought we was going there first the first time but main event was cool like you got bowling alley like games and shit like that laser tag so he's like, oh let's try andretti because i'm like yeah everybody keep talking about it because it got like a go-kart thing in there man <laughs> The games are trash, like the Damn. little, because we'd be like fighting over air hockey. Like, <laughs> we'd be trying to kill each other. He gonna say it's me, but we try to kill each other. So, um, the puck was like broke. So, I'm like, what? All right, it was just strange. And then we were salty because, like, we came back around. So, this other couple had got like the new puck. We was like, Oh, <laughs> and like, they didn't really have like that many games. Like, normally the places we went to had like four or five, like, you know, yeah. air hockey tables lined up. They had oh. one. And for it to be the name that people like, people like, Oh, we got to go to Andretti to go go kart, and I'm like, so it wasn't cracking. Not even let me get there. So just the game, I just feel like they didn't have a lot of games, and I couldn't imagine it being like a kids' day, like a Saturday. Like there's not many things to. It's stuff there. I just feel like it should have been more options, and the shit was it wasn't cheap. Like I'm like, how much money left on that card? (laughs) I'm like, so uh, of course we played basketball. So then it was like the next because it was like eight something. And then, like, it was probably, like, 8. And then the dude was, like, the next go-kart round, and it's, like, 9.05. I'm like, bro, you want to wait that long? And then for each person, it was, like, I think he, it was, like, 50-some dollars for, like, as a total. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're here. So I asked the dude, I said, how, this, remember this. I said, how long is um go-karting? He was like, oh, it'll be 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, you know, usually after five minutes, I'll be done, but bet. So we peeking through the window. It looked like it's, like, you know, Twisted, you're okay, bet. So we go in after we were sitting there watching the game because when that many fucking games to play, so we watching the game. I think the Lakers <laughs> played somebody child. So we go back and <laughs> you put the little thing on your head, the little mask, and you put the um the helmet on. So we go, we line up. So we get in the car. So what was annoying was like going around. It was like 
you know, twists and turns, fake heels, not heels, but you know, up and down. Right. But like, as you get to going, it starts slowing down. So I'm like, so you like in the car, like, Mm-mm. I'm like, why do y'all keep doing that, bro? So I totally felt like we were there for, it, to me, it felt like five minutes. And next thing you know, they you know how they put the bumper thing over for you to come park. I'm like, this it? So we get out. He like, man, dog said it was 20 minutes. I'm like, the whole process was 20 minutes. But like the thing was like five minutes. I'm like, this is a fucking ripoff. I would never go back. Like it was trash. Yeah, that's, like, that's bogus. And I heard so many people mention Andretti's and I am disappointed. And it's in Katie, like really, really in Katie, like by Katie Mills. So yeah, Whew. hated it. Um, but yeah, and then that was Thursday, Friday. What did I do Friday? Uh, oh yeah, I got my brakes fixed on my car, so I had to do all that shit. Um, and then we went to go uh, work out. Um, I met him at the gym, and it's funny because I had bought me some Giannis shoes, and I put that on my Instagram story. I haven't bought um, basketball shoes in like since high school, <laughs> so. They're really comfortable because I got like um, the black one, triple black, and they're super cute. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So we'd be playing like we was playing like for last month. We played a couple different times. And it'd be funny because I know people be looking like, why are they so serious? Because we'd be shooting around when we <laughs> play games and shit. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, it was dope. And then actually this week too, I picked up my working out. So I didn't work. I worked every day, but Monday. So um, so I go to Planet Fitness. So I just was, went to my local area. And I've been trying to get up. The first day was cool because I went around like noon. So I was thinking it was going to be packed, but I was trying to force myself. But it, it wasn't too bad. So I'm going to try to get up and go earlier now since some of the stuff I was doing kind of slowed down. And it's like once you're doing so much, something got to like dissipate. So that's kind of one thing that faded away from me that I definitely wanted to pick back up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to stay consistent next week, too. Um, and then Saturday, we went to Rooftop Cinema. So it's basically like you just watch movies on the roof and they have... Um, it was weird because we were trying to go back in December, like around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was funny because I'm looking at, we're looking at these Christmas movies. Like, bro, nobody want to see that. Like, <laughs> so they play Friday after next, like one night. One night, I think it was sold out. So I'm like, bro. So they closed for a minute and I happened to be on Facebook and Facebook show you ads. So I'm like, oh, let me see if they open. And they had, they had one in Dallas because I saw somebody like, is it the one open up in Dallas? They're like, no, we don't have a place to be. But it's like in LA, like some of the big cities and I think the UK. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it was cool. We went to go see Love Jones. So it was super dope. Okay. Um, it wasn't that cold, but it was cold. <laughs> um, cause it, it started like at six. So it was dope. Cause you got to kind of see the sun, um, the sun go down. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> it was funny cause some of us was, they blankets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a Houston. No, no, no. Cause it's, we gotta remember it's still February, bro. But it nah, was like, yes. but during the day it was about 70, like on a regular day. But oh, when the sun go down, sweet. like. It be it could hit All about 40, 50 there, degrees, yes. bro. And you sitting outside on basically it was on top of a parking garage, really. It was set up yeah. really nice, like, but because when I was sitting there looking around, it was, but it, like I wish I took more pictures of the aesthetics. Cause even when you walk in, it was beautiful. Like I just like the setup. Um, and yeah, because we was gonna get different seats, but I was there was more, and he was like, Why you pick them seats? I'm like, I actually <laughs> he was just like looking at me, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, next time we go sit over there. Cause they had the little other look like long looking chairs, but I, I didn't know they was gonna have a cushion, so I thought that was gonna be hard. I'm like, I want to sit in a hard ass chair. Right. But the other ones had like a dip, so I'm like, yeah, it wasn't too bad, but it was great though. It was a good experience. And it was funny seeing people laugh at certain stuff in the movie. I'm like, oh. It was just funny because I t- I tell everybody, whenever I watch Love Jones, I notice different things every single time. And I just be like, oh, I ain't noticed that before. And it was just funny. It was funny. So that was um 
that was a good experience. And then uh, he made a reservation. It's, it's, I don't think it's a vegan restaurant or vegetarian, but it was damn near close. So it was downstairs. It was like a, you know, Houston called these like molly looking areas, whatever, but strip mall. So um, we went to True Food Kitchen. <sighs> Let me just get it off now. I'm deflowering them too. Right now. <laughs> Horrendous. True Horrendous. Hold on. The other one was Truth Kitchen, right? This is completely different. Okay, okay. Horrendous. Um, so we go in. I had, it was weird because I got a vibe walk. It wasn't a vibe, but you know how you got a feeling like I'm gonna have a good food day. Like I just mm. felt like I was, and I don't know what it was. So we went, it was cool. We sat down and like I'm looking at the menu and I looked at it before, but I didn't have enough time to pay attention. So I'm like, you know, you go somewhere where you like nothing really suits me. Yeah, but we'll give it a twirl. So I got like some lasagna and it was like, you know, vegan friendly, like everything was gluten-free, this free, that free. So they bought mine out and it wasn't even hot. And I'm never a complainer about my food. I'm like, and I'm looking at his, I'm doing the, <laughs> the Homer Simpson. Remember when his head, when he was taking notes, he was like, he was looking like this. And I'm looking at the smoke rise from his food. I'm like, oh, I'm, wow. like, taste I'm like, taste this. And I was like, don't that taste cold? He's like, yeah, that's cold. I'm like, so he looking, he just picking at his plate. He was like, best thing about mine was like the shrimp <laughs> we ordered the shrimp on the side but it was like some type of some shit it was just too he was like hey man i like vegan stuff but this, this is a little too vegan for me because he afraid I, he like i need some fries so they ain't had no fry he had to get like the sweet potato things yeah but they were like the little cubes i'm like yeah this is some bullshit it yeah. was like it was too far left for us so <laughs> The dude came back. I'm like, yeah, this is cold. So he's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, I can have a chef recook it. Yes, thank you. So he came. So he left. So we talking. And mind you, we probably got there like at 8.05, bro. We ain't lead her to like 9.30. And I'm like, damn. So it, it wasn't too, like when we were sitting there talking or whatever in between, because he did come and say, hey, we kind of backed up. I'm like, cool. So it was a black dude that brought my play back. And this this was just motherfucker said. He brought it back. He put it down. He said, here's your food requicked and um and hot or some shit like that. It was like hot, like hotter than hot or some shit. I'm like, you trying to be funny? Like, <sighs> so he put it down and there was, no, he was like, no, he said, um, steaming hot or some shit like that. I'm like, so now you want to burn my tongue? Like, okay. So the food was hot, but it wasn't that hot. The plate was what was hot, asshole. Um, per usual. <laughs> and then it was just funny because he was just like, man, I'm gonna have to get something to eat. <laughs> yes, Damn. <laughs> It was that bad. So he was like, yeah, I ain't never come back. And this would piss me off. So that's why I mentioned we were sitting there for so long. And I'm looking like, where do that? He, uh, I think he brought, when I asked him to bring the check, I look up, I couldn't find him. He's still walking around. I look up again, this motherfucker in the back, you know, in the corner by the register with his hand on the thing, having a whole conversation. And he saw me eyeballing him. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not bad with tipping, but you, you're not getting it tonight. Bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I just, nah, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna lie. It was, it was it was even when people be like missing shit, I leave them. I tell them to leave some. I'm like, no, I'm no, no. <laughs> and he real big. He was just like, yeah, I'm with you. We ain't. Yep. Bye. So that was cool. Um, and that was yesterday. So yeah, but I can't wait to go back to the movies and maybe get a different seat. They got a, they got a plethora of black movies this time. Hey. That's what I really like. So um, I was joking. I was saying we should go see Wait to Exhale. <laughs> <laughs> nice um, <laughs> right. <laughs> But they got some good ones. They got like the wood. Friday is a typical one. Eleven basketball. Like I said, Love Jones. Um, if you look it up, they got like all the way to like March. I'm like, yeah, stop having this corny ass shit up here. Some <laughs> shit. Um, obviously you can watch it at home, but it's a good experience. It'll of probably course. be like a, like a lot warmer, like near April or something. But it was fun. So that was pretty much my week, man. Like I said, Valentine's Day was just the food and you know, like I said, basic shit, flowers and stuff like that, and then just work and just kind of you know. 
having random fun. But yeah, Andretti's and True Food Kitchen. Mm-mm. I we said do not recommend at all, <laughs> <laughs> especially True Food Kitchen. That's bad. Mm-mm. And they had a lot of people in there too. Like I look, I was like, I don't know why I expected to be bald in here. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and I don't think I think it's like a chain because when I looked them up on LinkedIn, um, not LinkedIn. Sorry, I was like LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Child cheese Instagram. Um, they I think they're based in Atlanta or something. So they may have more locations in Houston and Atlanta, but I was like, uh, you know, like, um, yeah, so that's it. Listeners, um, I do want to give a shout out to our top 10 listening cities because without you, we are nothing. Now look at this. This is really interesting because you guys know I love it when this happens. All right. Number one, Charlotte, North Carolina. Number two, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Three, Mayville, Wisconsin. Four, Sussex, Wisconsin. Five, Atlanta, Georgia. Six, Cypress, Texas. Seven, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Who are you? Tell me, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> number eight, Conyers, Georgia. Number four, number four, Jesus Christ. Number nine, shout out to the City Girls, Opalaka, Florida. Um, <laughs> number 10, Ashburn, Virginia. And I'll just say this because you guys have been straggling, but number 11, Houston, Texas. So, oh, come on, Houston. I even see, no, but I even see Mo City at 14. So, okay. you know, we can give it to Cyprus, you know, whatever, whatever, fine. Um, true no more. Yeah. So, uh, top countries uh, Germany, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Belgium, Indonesia, Kenya, and Spain. So, thank you guys so, so, so much with, for listening. And as you know, without you, nothing. Now, I. Want to personally take this time to pass it over to our pastor. I like um, <laughs> I. Yeah, I was like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Uh, because uh, he's going to oh. be at the shaky podium and, you know, tell us what pastors be pastoring. So tell us. <laughs> All right, people. Um, so what I want you guys to do is go to our website, YBOPod. That's Y-B-O-P-O-D dot com. YBOPod. And make sure you uh, just take a look at all of the, the wonderful things that we have here. So if you want more content, definitely go there. YBOPod dot com. Next, make sure you text us at 414-240-8398. That's 414-240-8398. Make sure you join our community. We have a, a illustrious, as uh, Reese Berry would say, um, community full of this podcast. Also, while you're on the website and while you're texting us, make sure you click our survey. Um, we want to know who you are and get to know you better. And then we also have crews and shirts available as well, too. So thank you so much for listening <laughs> to our church announcements. Back to the beacon. The motherboard. <laughs> the mother's board. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, what? Dude said the pastor got a little baptized in there. He went underwater yeah. a little bit. Couldn't hear you. This ain't, this ain't first Sunday yet. Dude said it's a signal issue. It's a signal issue. I updated my speed. It ain't me. It ain't me. Um, that shit funny. So it's like Moanja could be the pastor. I could be the choir director or the organist. And Lassie could be the... Uh, what they call them, <laughs> the little dancers. Not the praise praise dancers. Dancers. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to add pastor. <laughs> Dog. Why are you telling my business? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's when the, that's when the, that's when the deacon, you know how they had the pastor in the middle and the two deacons on the side. That's when, She's the lady, that's when the lady in the church go lean over. Yeah. He'd be like, 
She high past it. She's doing a worm, Pastor. It's that <laughs> She's doing a worm. Maybe that one lady with the big hat. That's all right. Right, right. <laughs> she be high too. She doing my baby gave me the CBD. <laughs> That's why she's been back and forth. For my arthritis. <laughs> you know how they be rocking back and forth hard as hell with their grandbaby and they put oh, in their no, lap? Oh, that's funny. Knock the fuck out. <laughs> Tambourine in his ear, don't give a fuck. You used to it. But she <laughs> but doing the heel toe. <laughs> she, she she keeps saying play who you with. <laughs> that's, that's Get crunk, Jesus, who you with? Oh yikes! Who <laughs> said to the floor? <laughs> you got to do the monkey shit. Meet <laughs> me in the pulpit. It's going down. Wait a minute. This is not. This is not. Um. All right. This is. Uh, it's cut her off. Sunday. <laughs> right. Um, all right. It's now, guys, depending on how you do listen, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Speaker, iHeartRadio, literally anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, make sure you guys leave us a five-star rating five and star, review star. on Apple Podcasts. Leave the review, too. Don't just rate us. Right. Say something. People going to read. You know, people can read, right? Say something. Also, go to Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating there. You can't leave a review, but the rating makes sense and it matters. It moves us up in this rankings. When people look for certain things, they find us like you found us. Like some of y'all found us just typing in Young Black and the Paint Edit. We here. So continue to leave us reviews if you haven't. Even if you did already, log on somebody else account and do them. Facts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend because that's how we as a podcast and a community continue to grow. What going on? All right, so I just want to talk about the mayoral, walking um, mayoral way, uh, mayoral mid race Come on winners. Now. Um, <laughs> so once again, I want to apologize to Aisha um, Hi, once again for for you know misspelling your name. That's probably why you were lower in the rankings. So I apologize what? in this race. It's my fault. It's my fault. She should have been higher in the rankings. So uh, we have Cavalier Johnson and Bob Donovan as the two candidates for uh, mayor. Um, Bob Johnson got, I believe, 23% of the votes, and then Cavalier had uh, 44% of the votes, and then everyone under. Uh, third place was... Um, Sorry, Big Cav. <laughs> big Cav. <laughs> Chevy. Chevy Johnson. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's a Chevy Johnson. Um, but yeah, um, Lena Taylor was number three. Who you vote for? I voted. I voted for Chevy. I voted for Chevy. Um, I just thought that he's already in there. Uh, some of the things. The only thing I'm just having my gripe about is the extra police presence in the city. Like we already have issues with police, and if he's going to do it in a strategic way, yes. But if if it's just going to put more presence, just to tame down, t- uh, you know, hunker down the crime. Right. Like you got. He talked about the Kia boys. He talked about all these different things that are just going on in some in the city. We we know about the brownstone shooting and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. just if it's gonna if if it's gonna help, I just don't want. Usually, when you add more police presence, it more innocent people are victimized as opposed to the crime actually going down. So mm-hmm. um, let's see what happens with that. And uh, you know, it's it's a two year gig, so. We shall gig. see. Gig. <laughs> your gig. Um, but yeah, we'll, we shall see. So Cavalier Johnson and Bob Donovan, the next um, primary, I believe, is I think that's going to be in November. Uh, next mayor um, election. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's a. Uh... 
I don't know. It's interesting, like just how politics and all this stuff is changing. Um, yeah. The D- and uh, go ahead. The I'm DNC. Just to clear oh, oh, thanks. I appreciate that because it's podcasting. Um, so yeah, it'll be held April fifth, twenty twenty two. Um, the DNC, I mean the RNC, is planning it coming here. Uh, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want. So that. whatever the DNC does, we're gonna do it too. <laughs> no, we don't want. We want that, that Pfizer. Yeah, yeah. The RNC is, um, and I'm not saying they're coming here, but they're having their eyes on City um, of Milwaukee. And yeah, we don't want that. We don't want. That. We, mean, want the the we don't want the All Star game. We don't want the All Star game. We don't want RNC. <laughs> we have hotels. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that. But look here um, for my political statement. <laughs> Tear down hillside, put a hotel right there. It's a joke. Tear down hillside and put a hotel right there. You're See, I was terrible. thinking about it anyway, but I'm joking. Yeah, they are. You know, <laughs> you know, people out of the other the city and then put you know just more more. Uh, Not no damn apartments, hotel. Facts. No, don't do it. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. The apartment the apartment tales no but see, um, i got enough on water street that anybody living in <laughs> okay no because it's too expensive i mean yeah, very expensive. Um, um one of my guys um he was saying that his uh he, he just hired somebody from college dog is paying 2200 a month for one bed and one bath 600 and feet sorry I ain't gonna yeah <laughs> and just to live downtown just to live downtown just to be down there it's like fam, town, downtown is not that it's, the, it's cracking, but it's not that cracking. You can Excuse get there. You, <laughs> you said what? I'm I'm, I said put me on thirty. Keep. Oh yeah. But you know right. what? Rent. I was having this conversation with somebody. Rent across America is like yeah. stupid high right yeah, now. It is. Like it's insane. Like just the, the stuff that I keep saying here. We say in general, like there's no way twenty two hundred for one bedroom. Like hundred. I was telling people like I have a hard time anything over a stack. For I don't give a fuck what size the one bedroom is. It, no, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and the shit over here every time. Oh well, you know the, the apartment market. I don't give a fuck. I'm not the market. Yeah, I'm me. Uh-huh. <laughs> fuck the market. Shout out to E though. He uh, bought his condo for. Uh, uh, he bought another one. Ninety. No, he bought it for ninety. He sold it for two. He had a good time. Oh, yeah. nice. So, yeah. So yeah, but he bought it. Yeah, he moved. About two. Oh. Yeah. Family man. I was like, we had a little, we had a little. You gotta walk around with your hands in your pockets and look around, like, man, yeah. Right, right, right. The Will Smith. Yeah, we had a little memorial. Okay, put me on FaceTime. I was, I was there too, washing dishes, talking that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. We were going back and forth with him and John. Yeah. He bring it up every time. We was at the Bucks game. He was like, remember you washed the dishes at my house? I'm like, because I. <laughs> you say it like why you say it like that? He say it like that every time. I'd be like, because I ate out of it. Like, what the fuck? We was having a conversation. It was just when you be cleaning up, you know, y'all, huh? I'm like, what type of skis would you be? But I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, <it> say, hey. <laughs> I'm a guest, you know. Yeah, I'm a you guest. Say, when your hands hit the seat, <laughs> changes are happening politically um, <laughs> around. So politics and, and you know politics and policy and all that stuff. Things are happening. So make sure you pay attention in your various cities: Tennessee, um, Milwaukee, Houston. Uh, Tennessee is a state, but. You know what I mean? So, yeah, wherever you are, make sure you pay attention to your uh, politics and policies. And speaking of other policies, Lossie, what's going on in the, well, with the, um, the parents, the fathers? Well, I saw this um, on Facebook and I couldn't I honestly was shocked because I didn't sure. think it wasn't a thing. I didn't. I thought it was already a thing. But um, Milwaukee will start offering six weeks of paid parental leave for city workers. Um I will say this, I hear a lot of people that people that work for the city 
they talk about like how great the benefits and all that stuff is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so when I saw this, I'm like, damn, this wasn't a benefit. Um, so um, acting mayor Cavalier Johnson signed the measure into effect Thursday. Um, they'll be eligible for six weeks starting in April. And it's not only for moms, it's going to be for fathers, adoptive and foster parents as well. Um, couples who experience a miscarriage or those who are um, going through in vitro or using a surrogate mm-hmm. will also get this time off. Um, I often think about my last job um, in Milwaukee. They gave eight weeks and that was to moms and dads. Um, and I think for people who were adopting as well. But as I see people who have kids, I'm like, how do how does anyone think that two weeks is enough time to heal, bond with your baby, and then you got to put them right in daycare or take them elsewhere? Um, Big mama. Right. It's, 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 it, to me, it's, it sounds frustrating, but I want to know y'all thoughts on this. And I guess, ideally, none of us are parents, obviously, but how much time would you like or would you think you would want um, when that time comes in your life? Mm, um, Kings first. first. (laughs) Uh, Some jobs like uh, overseas give like six weeks, six months. Yeah, no, they, yeah, that's very true. They get a lot because that, that you first have a child that, that moment is very critical. Mm -hmm. Um, Say it again. That moment is very critical. No, the same way. <laughs> right. You had it sounded very passion filled. Like, yeah. you got a kid on like, well, no, Right. Like, you, like, no, like he knew. Like, right. he knew. I remember my, my first was born. My first was born. I held him in my arms. <laughs> well, they say, I was thinking about uh, my guy when he had his baby. His baby. Ugly crying. He, uh, he, he, he had, you know, had his chest out and. The baby was Dog. on his chest, so you Shut had to. <laughs> I'm just saying, I you gotta say it like that, dude. I had his chest out, and so the, the but the baby the feel that skin to skin contact, so the baby mm-hmm. knows that you're the father. And it it seems like what animals do. Animals do that a lot, you know. They just lay on top of your head or lick them or whatever the case may be. I'm I'm not saying lick your baby, but what I'm saying is that 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 <laughs> Simba. Uh, but oh, that that those critical moments are there so two weeks is not enough to bond with your child oh, wow. sorry that's As not a enough. woman that ain't enough time to heal exactly that's great that's <laughs> oh, a great point like as a well girl. like you got you got so many people has postpartum depression from from yeah. giving birth mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. uh like you said healing some stitching that needs to be done and you know it's such a uh scary moment in time where hey you birthing someone and and you know, you my wife almost died. I need time to re- back. I can't right. go back to work and think. Right. Big so facts. um just so just pulling from some some of these quotes in these articles. I know some people said that uh some people that were interviewed in this article were saying that um mm-hmm. uh, when they first had their first child like five, ten years ago, five years ago, um they, they only had two weeks apiece. Yeah. And uh this one said that you know, and they had to use these, their vacation that they banked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to they had to use their vacation time in order to get that extra extra two weeks um, to just take care of their child. Um, but someone also said too, like if companies start to really think about this and utilize this, most employees want to pay it forward by giving them the great work that they're doing. Exactly. But, um, but a lot of companies already like Baird and um, Northwestern Mutual, according to this article mm-hmm. saying they get six weeks paid. So, you know, it, it just, say much more than six weeks. Yeah. So, but 
think about it though we're in the era now covid made us have to pivot so we're in the era now we could do virtual work you know i understand that maybe you might be working for the city and that that's more of manual labor in certain instances but there there has to be some opportunities for us to do virtual work um especially when a child is born because that that's just those first several months are critical yeah. in, a, in a child's life and parents need to be there for that yeah, that'd be dope if they made if they had like a, a area where, like you said, if, if they don't want to do a lot of the like accountants or whatever type of work, for example, that can be doing uh, done virtually. If they have like an area where, like, okay, if you have a baby, this is something that you like, something you can do type right. shit, like something that okay, since you you know had a baby or whatever, you take your this time, but then you know you can work from home for these couple of whatever months, and this is your area. And then once you you know get acclimated, you can come back, and if somebody else get pregnant. Same difference mm-hmm. uh, or same thing. Um, that's crazy, though. Like, I was just imagine somebody like it's not funny, but like Santa is going to adopt a kid and they change their mind, but they take the time anyway. Like, that'd be wild as a bitch. <laughs> like, I checked my policy and it said uh, <laughs> I get a week off before adopting this child. Um, that's fucked up. People all right, so you can go back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But um, no, that's dope. Like, you know, it's it's crazy because I think some of them, them government entities, like even when I work for the state, um, first of all, a lot of those benefits changed. Like even when I came in uh, to the state in what, 15, when I finished college, I know like 09, 2010, I think when Scott Walker came in there, a lot of the older people, like a shitload of people retired. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were hiring a lot of people. Because remember back in the day when people talked about the state or government jobs, you couldn't really get in there. Right. Like you had to know somebody no, or really tough. have some type of, um, that has some type of tenure, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started, it was like a lot of openings for a lot of positions, but I was talking to like an older dude who would come back and do tax work that was seasonal. And he was like, you know, I retired in t- like, I think a couple years before I came because they changed Skywalker and whatever policies he had changed so much to the structure. And this is just a state, not even a county or city. And it was like, at one point, all the benefits was free. Uh, like literally all that stuff was free. But when I came in, I had to pay a portion. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times those entities feel like because we give you so many benefits in these areas, you only will need two weeks. So that's why I use your vacation. Like, I don't really know much about the city, but I feel like they structure changed too. I think they recently or the county they recently started having to pay for their own policy and a lot of those public entities do it where like okay they may pay you a lower salary but this is free that's free that's why some people go private in certain like accounting or whatever sectors or finance but yeah i think they do look at it like that they try to okay well and a lot of people bank so many hours because i think the old dude i was talking to was saying like he had to use a lot of his hours before he retired because he'd been Working there since what? Shit, 79. <laughs> so you got all this time off. And it's like, I think a lot of people retire because they were saying like, you can't, if you retire after this day, all this, all this time you banked in, nah, you don't, you don't get that no more. So people are like, fuck it, I'm leaving then. I was going to leave anyway in five years. But you made me, push me out longer. Now you right. got to train new people. Right. And uh-huh. it's all fucked up. Yeah. So I just think a lot of these entities, entities, entities try to use different benefits to roll over into something else, which is fucked up. But it's like, you know, what if I want to take this vacation, you know, when my baby turned one or something and take her to California to meet my family or something. Now you, you know, made me tap into my vacation, you know, and you could have just gave me more time to actually bond and it would have show that you actually care versus up oh, two weeks. And then here, take this time to use your right. other time. What if I got no time? What if I use it already? <laughs> like right. it's, it's fucked up. So that's good that he, he got that in there. And I'm pretty sure that'll look good on his resume for voters yeah. as well too, especially city vo- uh, workers. I'll see what I did. Right, oh, yes. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
<laughs> um, I want to talk about too, uh, Miss Kim Potter. Now, if you guys don't know Kim or if it sounds familiar to you, Kim Potter was the woman, the white woman that actually killed um, the young man, Dante Wright, um, which happened during a traffic stop. Um, and she said that she mistakenly drew her gun instead of her taser and she shot him. So um, this kind of happened after the. What city was um, this again? It was in Hennepin, Pound, Hennepin County, um, uh, Minnesota, which is it oh. happened in Minneapolis. So I was going to say this happened after uh, the George Floyd stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. So it added to um, the national unrest, but just the city unrest, the county unrest to like, damn, another one and in this city. Right. Um, so this uh, this happened uh, up in Minnesota. So now um, she was actually recently sentenced. And I feel like I didn't really get a lot of um, news exposure. Like I seen it, but not as much. Um as any other case. And obviously, you know, we, we get tired, we get weary of talking about the same shit. Um, but I just think that it should be, um, shouldn't go, shouldn't go unnoticed. Cause it's interesting how some of these cases, um, like the George Floyd one, obviously I think the guy got like what, 22 years in this one. Um, as I am going to proceed, proceed to say, um, she, uh, was sentenced to ready, months. ready, 16 months, ready. She was sentenced, I believe, to uh, 16 months. But? Um, no, no, she was sentenced oh, okay. to 24 months, for two years. But she was required to serve two-thirds of the sentence. But then they had gave her time stayed to where she would probably only do about a year. And wow. that's if she doesn't get out on good behavior. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so she essentially really got like a year or something like that. And I think the most interesting part was, to me, reminiscent of the case that happened in Dallas with the uh the chick that shot the the black guy going into the wrong mm-hmm. apartment. I forget mm-hmm. the name of the case. Um, but yeah, where the judge was crying and feeling sorry for her. So um, I'm just going to read it verbatim because it's uh, quite interesting. Uh, Hennepin County Judge Regina Chu called the sentence an extremely difficult decision. Um, and justifying it, she pointed out, she pointed to several mitigating factors saying it was undisputed that Potter never intended to shoot her gun or use her gun. Chu told the court that she took it out. Uh, she took into account the four reasons for incarceration. <laughs> wow. I never even heard nobody use this. It's funny. Uh, retribution, incapacitation, deterrence, and re- rehabilitation. Um, saying retribution would be the only purpose served for served in Potter's case. Um, and quotes, there rightfully should be some accountability, she says. Um, but, but Potter is, in quotes, a cop who made a tragic mistake. Um, she drew her firearm thinking it was a taser and ended up killing a young man. She called this case highly unusual. Um, nothing n- noting two other cases involving police officers tried in that court. Um, the officer, the other officer cases tried, other officer cases tried in this court are distinguishable. She said, alluding to the cases of Derek Chauvin, uh, which we talked about that killed George Floyd and I don't know if people knew about this one, but I think I brought it up around the George Floyd time. Muhammad Noor, who was convicted of the death of Justine Rosinski. I'm going to go with that. Um, this is not a cop found guilty of murder for using his knee to pin down a person for nine and a half minutes as he gasped for air. This is not a cop found guilty of manslaughter for intentionally drawing his firearm and shooting across his partner and killing an unarmed woman who approached his squad. Wright's family was completely stunned by the sentence. And of course, uh, Ben Crump um, was their attorney. So I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts on that. I feel like the judge tried to um, 
completely make this case different from the other one. So thoughts? Um, it's um, I, so I saw certain things, and um, one thing that um that just popped in my mind when you brought this up, JT um, City Girls tweeted, "She got the same time as me." Um, for murder. I think JT went to jail for fraud or something like that. Mm. Um, but just after hearing you read, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. It sounds, it's angering. It's hurtful. It's irritating that no matter what, nobody has the, the, Nobody has the other person's interest, best interest at heart. Like, what about his family, his loved ones, mm-hmm. all that stuff? It's hard to sit, sit. Like, I couldn't imagine sitting there and hearing this judge say this shit and just make it seem like, oh, well, she just made an honest mistake. Hmm. It's fucked up. I'm going to pray for his family and loved ones because I just, again, I just really can't imagine how they feel after this outcome. But it, it's it's bullshit to me, and that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah you you mentioned the judge or the the family feeling some type of way and having to sit there and deal with it. Um, it did uh, mention that the it says the judge's comments at the sentencing showed a clear absence of compassion for the victim and in, in this tragedy, and were devastating to the family. So, like you said, the family even felt like, damn, like, what the fuck. What were you gonna say, Mawaji? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say it. it oh, we had our uh, men's prayer meeting this Saturday at six o'clock. Lord of mercy, and um, it was—it's just damning. It's just damning to to, yeah. to deal with racism. So it it so we were talking about it on um the prayer line with one of the people like you. We had prayer requests and praise reports. So one of the prayer requests was just to pray for Dante's right family. And, um, and it's hard, it's tough, but pray for Kim Potter as well, too. Not for, not for her forgiveness, but more so of is the, my, my, my argument was, is the time that she got enough for her to really be remorseful of what she did? Because it, like Mm -hmm. I said, it sounds like it's a slap on the wrist wrist. And so if, she spends that time in there and get that lesser time and they some miraculously she goes to a force somewhere in Alaska. Is she going to really understand? I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't want to be on the force battle. I wouldn't want to do nothing Not that weird. involved guns, but if she does, if she somehow some way get on the force with somebody else, how does this affect her work. work and then affect her mental as well too? Not saying I'm care about her mental, but the, at the same time, it's like, is this enough time for her to be, to understand so you know it's that duality of plan for some the enemy as well too and I'm, I'm not necessarily saying she's the enemy but in this case this this is negligence but at the same time um we were talking about how racism is generational because i was the youngest on that call mm. and everybody else is in their 40s some in the 50s whatever and they were saying the same things that we all were saying how it's tough dealing with white people it's hard to forgive white people it's hard to deal with white people and for me, my my experience with racism is different from theirs because they, you know, people born in the 60s, right. 70s, 50s, mm-hmm. whatever, they dealt with some different type of racism than that say for us. You know, we have maybe some some uh coveted racism where you know they they might, you know, put your, put your yeah, covert where 
they'll put your change on the ground on the on the counter and then they'll so a white person they'll put your change on your hand you know what i'm saying stuff like that so little things like that um or you know some you know being in the i've been in the msue dorm rooms they playing biggie and then one white boy look at me if you don't know now you know nigga and i was like yo and i looked at his i'm like get your mans like get your mans and he looked at me he's like i'm i'm sorry you know i he was i'm like get your mans like what's what's going on like you know you're not supposed to say that you know you're not supposed to say that but then if i fire yeah. you in the face now i'm i'm expelled from school cuz they expelled me. they spilled a guy from down the uh, down the hallway from smoking weed mm. this man is this man saying nigga and if i go to the oh it's you know it's just a word you know so it's just you see that old know, white man get beat up in south carolina yeah, I shared it on slap, Facebook. Slap. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's slap how we like need to talk So yeah. Um, I, I don't at the end of the day, more giving her more time would not bring Dante right back. Um, mm-hmm. who's a father, who's um, you know, a, 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 a boyfriend, if you will, son, cousin, mm-hmm. nephew. It's just sad. But uh, make her sit there and have to think about it. Right. Make her sit there and have to think about it. That's what I feel. You can think about it when you at home or months. somewhere playing tennis, but if you stand at a wall, mm-hmm. right? You forced to. So yeah, just crying and stuff. Listen, you supposed to be impartial. Your job is to Ex- be impartial. Exactly. I think that's what yeah, made me. That's what made me the most like upset. Like when Reese was reading it, like, are you fucking serious? Like. Yeah, that's why I said it, it kind of made me think of the one in Dallas. I think the judge was black too, but it was just kind of like same here. Like she she didn't have any intention. She walked in the wrong apartment. How do apartment we know that, like, I think she she came exactly. But because like I said, the system that we live in, whatever evidence is presented in the case, right. that's what it is in their mind. So she, I think she stepped down and even gave a girl a hug. So Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Prayers to his family, friends, and everybody that uh, loved and cared about him and uh, his family. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, I got to give me a little sound like doom, 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 doom. I got a little true crime bo for you. Civil rights edition, Black History Month. Why not? Um, so I sometimes I see you know my little ads on Twitter or whatever about PBS Frontline. I'm like, damn. Well, I actually follow them on Twitter, so I'm like. Let me get back into Frontline. It's been some months. I haven't seen what y'all had going on. It's Black History Month, so I'm sure you got something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had this documentary recently came out, I believe, the 15th. Um, it's called American Reckoning. Now, I'm like, what they about? Don't tell me much. Um, and I'm just going to read you guys the definition, they, or not the definition, the description they have. Um, and that, the link I have there is just a link to the actual documentary. Um, if you guys are interested in watching anything on PBS or Frontline, all of them are free um, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, PBS is like a public thing. Yep. So it reads, uh, who killed Warless Jackson Sr.? You guys know who Warless Jackson Sr. is? Enlighten us. I don't either. Neither neither, oh. neither did I, I should say. <laughs> um, it says, in investigation, in investigating the unresolved 1967 murder of a local NAACP leader, American Reckoning reveals an untold story of the civil rights movement and black resistance. Now, I think I was saying this in the recording with Sheed. I was saying, like, you know, we know about the Martins, the Malcolms, even Megger Evers, but a lot of people still don't know about him, but people, like, heard his name before. So it makes you wonder, like, I think you alluded to more, Jay, how many cases, how much stuff we don't know, Just not even just in yeah. cases and people getting killed, just how much stuff we don't know. So, um, first of all, this documentary was so interesting to me because, you know, when you see black and white, it'd be all, like, you know, crusty, and you'd be like, who, what? Mm-hmm. It was like, perfect black and white like it was like it was like seeing your granddaddy with a perm like you like, damn <laughs> like it was amazing i'm like no dead and you like you don't just see them just 
doing stuff like they're having conversations talking about making changes you get to see them in action i'm like this is dope so this actually takes place in um natchez mississippi actually i think it's by alcorn somewhere i think off the mississippi river because i know people mention natchez a lot um if you live in that area correct me if i'm wrong i didn't look at the map recently um so one of the things I picked up when you start when you started, um, you know, it obviously talks about racism and kind of what black people have to go through um, in the town, in the area and how the Klan had a huge presence. I think one of the historians said like that town or area probably had one of the biggest uh, presence presences of the um, Klan and like all across America, which I found interesting. Um, so they created the black people, um, you know, they want to make sure their people are good. They created the Deacons for Defense, in which I never heard of. And I just, when you think of black people fighting back, you hear about the the, Pan- the Panthers, but the mm-hmm. Panthers didn't happen until like later on. So um, they were talking about how they were trying to protect themselves from these white people. And they, I guess they found out about the Deacons, like another group in somewhere in Louisiana. So they went to Louisiana and I found it so interesting. They went to Louisiana to get information about how they can get guns and protect their town. So I think mm. it was... I don't know how to say it, but it's, it looked like Bologna's, Bologna's, Louisiana. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it looked like that. So they drove there and it was one black dude that was still alive. He said, yeah, they these black people made us drive on a dirt road. We get out. We surround. His, I ain't never seen nothing like this in my life. We surrounded by all black people. He said he had a gun barrel up my nose. Like, what oh, you wow. know? <laughs> and, and he was like, because they was trying to make sure they weren't on no bullshit. Right. He said they told us. And as you mentioned, I think somebody mentioned it, like giving free game and giving information. And he was like, um. You know, they gave us all the information. They We left there with guns and everything. He said, so we took them back to Natchez and we created the Deacons for Defense and we made sure. And then it's that, that's why I said the film is so interesting because they got the highlights and the clips from back then. You see, like, I swear it was one dude like a perm looked like my granddaddy because he had a little, you know, little relaxer <laughs> back in the day. Black shades on. They having a, like a real conversation like about what they could do. And one dude like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with Martin Luther King about, you know. Not, you know, nonviolence, but we can't keep taking this no more. Like, we got to protect ourselves. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So they literally, like, it was kind of like swearing in that they made them kneel on the floor and put their hand in the air. Like, I say, you know, upon these rights, I protect whatever. I'm like, oh, that's that's crazy. So it was two dudes they kind of highlighted, but the main one is the one I said, Warless Jackson. It was George Metcalf. Um, they were part of, like, the NAACP tra- uh, chapter, obviously. And Warless Jackson. So you get to see the Warless Jackson guy like get sworn in. They said he was trying to find, I guess, something to get involved in. And, you know, they vetting him like, who are you? Oh. <laughs> and he like, I'm Warless Jackson. What up? So um, this is what's interesting. So George Metcalf, Metcalf, he was in his car. I forget where he was going. And his car was bombed. So these white people was doing OC shit, like putting a bomb in their engine or under oh, the hood. So as he's driving, his car blows up. But he survives. Mm. You never heard that. Fucked him up, but he survived. So the black people, like, you know, instead of like, you know, pulling back and feeling some type of way and being sad, yeah, we sad, but we finna like really protest now. So you hear about the Selmas, you hear about Birmingham, you hear about this other stuff, but they did it here too. And it goes to show kind of like when we talk about Mm -hmm. not supporting certain businesses in our era, this shit really worked for them. So I'm like, why wouldn't it work today? So they boycotted all the stores in the area, the local businesses, and they had like an event, you know, or like a town hall meeting where one of the guys was talking about, you know, um, we even punished, like we even, we're going to punish people who like, if you decide to go support these businesses. And one dude was like, yeah, I remember this old man was like, how you going to tell me why I can't shop? <laughs> he was Not like, Cause we need to, Follow suit. Yeah. He was like, cause we need to stick together to make sure, you know, we ain't playing with them or whatever. Um, so 
this is one of the saddest parts to me. They were saying like they had two marches and obviously one of the officers came like, look, y'all can't do this according to community ordinance 99, whatever. Y'all got to go. Let's we take y'all to jail. So the second time they came back around, put all these people in buses. Now, what was interesting, I think Warless Jackson, his wife went um to one of the marches and then his his three kids at the time, this was film, they were still living, um, two daughters and a son. So they were saying like, I remember my dad didn't like my mom to participate in that, but this is the day that she went. So mm. they put them all in the, uh, back to the boycott because they didn't follow the orders. Um, they took they put them on a bus instead of like taking them to like the local prison. They took them to a different town called Parchment, Mississippi. Mm. Now, from what I'm looking at, I believe a prison is there. They were showing like these old pictures. So deep, bro, bro, these people said they were stripped naked and they were forced to drink a laxative. They were shitting on themselves. They wasn't given toilet tissue. And they would just spray down with water and was cold and freezing everybody. I'm like, what type of sick shit is that? So then they said they were told that they were dogs and that they were marching against good white people. I'm like, what? Good white people wouldn't do this shit. What the fuck? I was like, what, bro? Like, so, um, after, I guess after the boycott, cause they were still going in, they did not care. They didn't give up. The police were, people were released, obviously. Um, so they said six white businesses, six had to close down due to the boycott and right, they now. surrendered sw- surrendered and gave the black people their demands. So they said 23 white owned businesses agreed that they would hire black people. Um, six black officers were hired um, and then several public institutions were desegregated. So go. it worked. It works. Mm-hmm. So they said the Klan was shocked um, at like how the bombing like made these people come together um, and how they made it happen. So um, they said uh, this was the sad part to me. That her the kids said that after the the um his wife Warless Jackson wife was arrested and she was in parchment they said she came down with lupus now who mm. knows who what goes to say where it came from but they said after mm. that happened she caught lupus um and she um which is like an autoimmune disease and she, they said like you know back then the wife cooked and cleaned and did this so Warless had to help cook and clean and do all this other stuff and the daughters were saying like he would try to do our hair <laughs> you know just to help her out and he still worked so I guess. From what they say, I think George Metcalf didn't really have too many people to help him because remember he's still kind of getting his shit together after getting almost killed. Right. Um, so he would help him out and they would carpool to work. So just how we talked about they got factory jobs everywhere at this time. So um it was a local uh tire company, Armstrong Armstrong Tire and Rubber Company. Um, so at this time, remember I said all these companies now have to give black people jobs. And also at that time, too, um, the Civil Rights Act was passed. So now there's none of this like you know, discrimination. So, um, Warless was at this company and he actually got a promotion due to, like I said, the civil rights act and they had to open all positions to the black people. Um, and what's crazy is they said everybody on there was like, he was the most experienced person anyway, uh, white or black. So, um, but they said throughout history, all that time, the job was done by a white man. Um, so this is the part that's fucking sick. Uh, I guess, on a day he came home, he was driving down the street and his car exploded, just mm. like George Metcalf. Um, happened after he got off work. And this is one of the sickest parts. His son, he probably about, he had to be born in like 1960. So he probably just turned probably like 62 now. Um, and I think the sisters are older. So they said, uh, the son said he, and it's crazy because like they were going back to their old home and area, bro. Like he was like, I was standing right here playing with my bike. And he said, I just heard an explosion. So he said he ran out to the street 
And he said he knew that was his dad's car, but I guess since he was a kid, he didn't put two and two together, really. Right. So he was like, you know, I just saw my... And they got, like, pictures, like, they got black and white, but they got, like, actual... Like, I'm telling you, the footage is great. It's, it's crazy. So... He said he said the car exploded and um, he said he went out and he said he picked up the shoe that flew from the car. Mm. And he said years later, his mama told him the shoe that he picked up had a piece of his daddy flesh on it. Mm. I was like, that is just insane. <sighs> so, of course, you know, people was pissed off. The FBI came to town. So because they got all this stuff passed, the Civil Rights Act, you know, now FBI got to act like they, you know, inclusive. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So the FBI came to town with a bunch of agents. Um, so they tried to say that there were no dis- distinguishable fingerprints on the vehicle um, because of the blast and it caused so much powder and dust. Of course. Um, so obviously and they, they showed like a town hall meeting where people was like, we don't trust none of you motherfuckers. Like it's just you hear people in the back laughing like when the dude was talking like it's crazy just to see that footage like clear but black and white. And it's obviously old. So um they they felt bad because like they never gave their mom which is his wife any like hope or you know positive energy because they always came back and just said some bullshit that wasn't like you know encouraging or whatever Mm -hmm. so um fast forward to i guess fairly recently um the emmett till act was passed and you know again it happened again the community became pissed um because this shit that happened 40 to 50 years ago so now they want to open up all these investigations and they like bro all this evidence is gone but that their mom is gone Willie jackson wife is gone but his kids are still here like i said so they don't give a fuck they like we finna hound this to the end period because we want to know um so at this at, at this time john lewis was still living so he came um he visited visited him and was telling him like what could be done and what we're trying to do um and it's interesting because it was like this journalist um, that was trying to get tapped in and trying to work with the FBI. But they were saying like how, you know, the FBI could ask you questions and get information, but you can't ask them nothing because they won't give you nothing. So it was like a couple of different people that work there now. That's like it's it's weirdly set up like with the DOJ, like you just can't you just can't do that. Um, so the investigation that they opened up showed that the tire company was filled with Klansmen and um, there were threats made. And they were talking to people that worked there and they showed like, oh, it was a new clip. He worked there back in the day. A white dude talking about some, oh, yeah, um, you know, they they would just be saying stuff, but they'd just be fooling around. Like, you know, it wasn't nothing serious. Mm, Huh? Huh? Like he was like, there was no animosity. Yeah. okay. So this is where it gets interesting. So the journalist I mentioned, he takes, you know, a a dive at it, trying to get more information. Um, Like I said, the FBI wouldn't answer his question. So he like, what the fuck? So, um. He found this FBI agent from back in the day that worked in the city um, for 10 years in the 60s. So he was one of the people that was called to the town to help out or whatever. So he said it took him some time to, you know, tell me information. I had to like damn near be cool with him for like two years before he started telling me shit. It's a long time. So he's like, um, he he found an FBI agent. Um, and he said that the FBI actually did do a heavy investigation back then at the time. Um, he said it got to the point where they was like, we finna hound all these clansmen. Like we finna hound them. We don't give a fuck. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So he said it got to the point where they like, we got two, we got two clansmen on each, um, part of the town or whatever. So, um, it was interesting cause they, they actually did have some of the kids of the clansmen on there. They're old now, but you know, they was on there talking, like giving it up. So one of the sons of the clansmen, clansmen, he was like, you know, I'll come home and you know, we would see clansmen or FBI agents parked outside the house. He said, my dad literally trained us. Like they would be like, he would tell us like, give them the answers that they want to hear, not the truth. Mm. 
<laughs> so he said they were always outside the house and the dad be pointing like, there go FBI agent. Remember what I told you type shit. Um, so it was another woman. She was, I don't know if they was related, but she was saying like how her dad would be, he had like a, a attic full of like bombs and stuff like that or whatever. And she said she would just be looking and he'd just be like, oh, whatever, you know, don't, don't look at this. I'm like, interesting. So I guess throughout his investigation, the white man and the dude in the FBI ended up telling him like they found that there was a uh, there was a clan within the clan and they were called the Silver Dollar Group. Now, uh, the Silver Dollar Group, they had to carry a silver dollar with their birth year on it. Um, they said that this person will be the kind of guy that thought the old clan, you know, the ones that would have rose, the ones that burned crosses, the ones uh, that was doing the typical clan shit. We know they thought all that shit was silly. And I found that fascinating. I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. how much more evil can you get? <laughs> so they said they rejected all the old ways of the clan. And there was like, uh, that's what I was saying. A daughter, one of the daughters was like, yeah, you know, my dad would have hand grenades around the house oh, saying shit like, we gotta, we gotta get this done. And she said, I was just looking like, you know, I'm a kid. Like, okay. And they said, is I, it's so weird to me um, because they said this, they felt comfortable slaughtering these people knowing that they can get away with it. Of course. Um, and in the sixties, they said some of the, uh, some of these people in the silver dollar group were named as suspects of hella murders of killing blacks. So they get to show them pictures and pictures of blacks that were murdered at that time in the area. And they all linked to it. I'm like, what the fuck? So, um, they fast forward, they had a tape of this FBI agent. I was talking about interviewing one of the people, a part of the silver dollar group. Um, so one of the um, the Silver Dollar dudes became an informant and he said that it was another dude. His name was Red Glover. So I don't have to keep saying dude. <laughs> it was another guy called Red Glover. Um, and he would do all the bombings and kill it himself. Um, and he said that he'll tell him more. The, the informant said he'll tell them more if he can get full immunity. Tell him more mm. about how he did all the, the killings, right? That's terrible. So... Um, they said that the informant was so bad, like they couldn't even get hard evidence. It was just a waste of time. He was just bad, changing up shit. Didn't work out. So um, the uh, Wallace Jackson, his kids, his sons, his son and daughters, they went to talk to the journalist I was talking about in 2015, right? Um, they showed him walking in his office and, you know, they expecting to get some good information from him, right? When I read this, y'all, it's so vivid. Like, it's just like, let me read it. So, um... Or what I my notes. So they went to talk to the journalist investigating it. Um, so they like, what's up? So he told them this. Like, I know y'all want to know what happened to y'all dad. You know, obviously it's a cold case for years, but this is the information I found from the FBI agent I talked to, Woody Woody, Woody everything I said before this. So he said, um, what seemed to happen was um it was raining the day that his dad was killed earlier in the day. Um a, allegedly Red Glover the silver dollar dude wired a bomb to the left signal of Wallace Jackson's truck, knowing that knowing his turns and the route to his house that he'd take and knowing that he'd be in a black neighborhood when the bomb went off. Mm. So, cause at first I'm like, why did, would the bomb go off? Cause I'm like, why would the bomb go off in front of his house? Cause I thought he was leaving home, but he was coming home. Mm. So I'm like, why didn't it go off when he started the car? So they said the dude wired it to the left turn signal knowing his turns and his route. So oh, at this wow. point, you're going to turn left and turn it on. And they said they would know that he's going to be in a black community. So at this time, they're thinking because he got off at a certain time, they was thinking like when the car blew up, the kids was going to be outside playing mm -hmm. and shit. So they was going to see it. Evil shit, right? 
So what happened was um, Warless had to work overtime. So he didn't get off till later. So at this point, it's about he got off at eight. So that's when it happened. So um, and this time it obviously wasn't raining no more or whatever. So the son just but he grown man, nothing wrong with it. But bust out crying, got up and walked away. And he like, man, like, how could people just be so evil? Like, who, like, what? And then he just was saying shit that regular people would say. Like, what makes you just want to wake up and be evil? Like, he was like, how could you even sleep at night to do that? Oh, because my daddy was a part of this chapter and all because he got a promotion over you motherfuckers at a fucking tire company, bro. And Terrible. they were saying, like, he, he got a 15 hey. cent raise because his daughter was even saying, like, what is that now? Like, right. a 15 cent raise. Like, y'all hating that bad, bro, to blow up his car? Um, So that's all I really had. I just feel like... You know, it just makes you think like what our people really been through. Mm-hmm. Man, and, um, so much. Somebody was mentioning too on there, like, you know, after all this happens, you think about like how there's no counseling given to the survivors, mm-hmm. to their wives, there's kids, there's no money. And it makes me even think about I remember Fred Hampton with his girlfriend and his mm-hmm. his uh, son, and how yeah. like they was talking about they didn't have no money and he even got into like, you know, do like whatever crime shit he did, getting a record, like there's so much shit that come with like what they want to see happen and shit. Um and I guess for me, I see why, like, you know, my granddad was young, but I see why they moved up north because it's like, you know, you got to deal with you shit deal up with there. That. But that shit down there with bombing and mm-hmm. doing all that extra shit is like, yeah, you probably could have found a better life, quote unquote, down up there at the time in the northern states because it's like dealing with all that shit and people putting bombs in your car and like really trying to like take people out over petty shit because I'm black. Like, it's just, and, they, and they show like clips of the clan. Like, we got to get the, like clear as fuck, bro. No, none of this shit where you can hear the film. It was clear. Like, we got to get these niggers out of here and this and that. Niggers don't belong here. I'm like, oh, child, I couldn't take it. I just couldn't yeah, take no, it. Like, that's at all. Yeah. yeah, so, um, so then now fast forward today. Um, I guess they have, it's pretty interesting because, they had they ended it with like a little tour. Now oh, shot might want to do it going around like Natchez, and then they got like a little sign say Warless Jackson, who he was, what happened, and the tour goes around. And the son was in it. He was like, "This is I was standing right here when the car blew up. You know, this is what this and they not even just the bad stuff. This is where the Black Deacon group met. This is where. And another part was interesting. They had a part where they talked to the women. I'm, and I keep saying this, y'all, but I'm saying clear as day, old supreme hairstyles. It was a woman <laughs> arguing <laughs> one of the dudes like. Well, why can't women be a part of it? And they're like, I don't mean, I ain't got nothing to do with it right now. She's like, but the woman, she, she was saying something like whatever woman she was talking about, she was the one that did something or made something up. It's like, and she just looked exhausted. She threw her hand in there like, whatever, whatever, nigga. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> that was the issue within they, you know, thing too. So it was just cool to see like actual clear, even though it was black and white, like clear footage of people like really having a conversation about something, not just, you know, and it, it's great to see people having fun, jumping rope back then, but just really see, I'm like, dude could really be my granddad smoking cigarettes, just having a, you know, a regular conversation. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. That's all I had though. Again, like I said, it's called American Reckoning and it's on PBS. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long or something like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, man, uh, prayers to his family. Like I said, I know, um, they even showed, I don't know where he was from, but it was like a, he was probably about our, like our age or a little bit older. Warless Jackson's son was talking to him like, and it's like generation to generation. I think he lost somebody he knew. He like, you know, if you need me for anything, you can holler at me. I can help you up, you know, help you build you up. Cause you know, I've been through, like, I think he was seven when his dad died in 67. Oh wow. So they, and they got like, clear, when I tell you, they got clear pictures of him at the funeral in the car. Like, and it's so interesting. It's always funny to me seeing somebody as a kid and older, like he was just like, look, he did look just clueless. The, the daughter's like, 
and they old like one on the cane trying to get in there and he just that was sad he bust out crying like how evil can you be like you really got time to be putting right. a fucking bomb hand grenade up under the hood of somebody's car during, in the rain and you knew that he was going to turn at this point for the car to blow up because I think I even seen a post about like the watermelon and how you know that's how basically black people made money back in the day. So white people flipped it to make it the watermelon joke. Now, now it's like, oh, you eat watermelon, this and that, you know, with the big mouth, the little right. character mm-hmm. in the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy. So it's like, like you, we talk about Moanje, Black Wall Street. Anything that you see with black people prospering, they hated to see. Hate it. It. They hated yeah. to see this man be the fucking whatever it was promoted to a job that. So what? It was done by white people all the time, and ain't no more. And, you know, you see so many different versions of this, but these are these were really people from like a small town that stood up. And I just think it was just so dope to see other places. Obviously, people talk about you don't want to keep hearing about it, but just to know that there were other places other than like Selma or Birmingham or whatever, you know, leading big marches. Um, it's unfortunate, but it was a it was a really interesting story just to unfortunately see how nasty white people were and still can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, listeners, check it out. Let me know your thoughts on that. Um, I guess since I'm here real quick, I seen an ad, it popped up when I clicked on the Kim Potter thing, but I am going to watch this, um, LBJ documentary. Um, I think the first episode airs tonight, which is Sunday. Um, so it'll be four episodes. So I'm sure you can go to the CNN app and watch them. Um, February 20th. So I think two episodes are going to air today and then two are going to air tomorrow from the dates on here. So um, listeners, if you guys want to watch those with me and we can talk, let's discuss. Um, I think this is going to be interesting because LBJ, it's called LBJ Triumph and Tragedy. Um, it's a four-part CNN original series that offers a captivating look at one of the most consequential and enigmatic presidents in American history thrust into the presidency under tragic circumstances. LBJ used the office to pass the most significant civil rights. He was the one that passed the civil rights bill. Uh, legislation since Reconstruction, uh, while managing to reshape the soft the social social fabric of the nation, he simultaneously escalated one of America's most controversial wars. Um, blah blah blah, everything else. So I'm in it for the civil rights part. So I'm curious to see what really was what. Bro, he keeps sending me stuff, but yeah. So um, man. <laughs> so listeners. Um, let me know your thoughts or anything we have today or any, any documentary documentaries like this she finds fascinating because this is literally my thing. All right, guys, let's move on to random shit of the week slash weekly revelations. Anybody got any flowers this week? I do. Um, excuse me. I do real quick. Um, I have this new book that I'm reaching, 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 <laughs> reading. You've been struggling all day. Oh, I'm hungry. By Anish, uh, Alyssa Nicole, uh, excuse me, Alyssa Cole, not Nicole, like my mama, that's my mama's name. Um, it's a New York's best time seller. I'll put it in the screenshot here. Um, it's called When No One Is Watching. Um, I am on chapter six. It's a really great book. It's a novel, um, a thriller novel about um, the violent process of gentrification in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, it remind, as I'm reading it, it reminds me of a good, um, of a good uh, a Jordan Peele movie where it always has some type of social commentary in the thriller. And I'm getting, now I'm getting to the part where I'm starting to see um, some of those, those where the thrill could happen, put it like that. 
And um, it's a really good book. I've been wanting to read a novel lately. I love reading personal uh, self-care books and and, um, nonfiction books, but I wanted to read something with um, some fictional books with a little twist in it. Um, So uh, this was actually in Barnes & Noble and the um, black section. Um, There's like a little table of all different black books. And this one stuck out to me. And um, yeah, I've been reading it a little bit lately. It's has a couple of characters in it. And uh, yeah, it's a really good book. It's a really good book. I'm enjoying it so far. So I'll keep you guys up to date. It's been a while since I had a physical book in my hand um, opposed to the Audible. I got a couple Audibles I still need to listen to. But yeah, that is my um, flowers for the week. When No One Is Watching, New York Times bestseller by Alyssa Cole. All right now, Alyssa. <laughs> B&N. Alyssa. Nessa. Alyssa. Alyssa. Oh, Lord. Done. Um, I'm gonna give my flowers to Avocados. Um, Arthur, the TV show that comes on PBS is ending, um, I think this week. So, um, shout out to Arthur. That used to be my show. Even in my adulthood, I would come home from work and watch. So shout out to Arthur and Southside. Um, it's a show that comes on HBO. It gives like, I don't know if y'all seen it or heard of it. It gives like the shy vibes, but a little funny. Um, so I fuck with it. Yeah, Marge, I think that's the one that was on Comedy Central or something at first. Mm. And I think it's on HBO. Yeah. What's yeah. that? It's called Southside. So I remember Southside because I think oh, Lil yes, Rail was yes. in like the first couple yeah. episodes or something. Yeah. yeah. I think I tried yeah. it. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. Shout out to that. Um, my flowers this week are gonna go to Cade. Um, Cade was the rookie, the first round pick of the draft this year. Um, he actually won MVP of the Rising Stars Challenge. I think nice. I gave him my flowers some weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I know, like I said, people was doubting him because yeah, they was hating. He suffered like a small setback and injury during this happened during summer league. So it was like, he, and when he got to the Pistons, he ain't doing. I'm like, bro, he just now getting his feet wet. Like we, you know, a couple games into the season, this is his first one. So it's good to see. People felt like he didn't deserve it, but he was the role player. Not the role. He's a player. He was the PG, so he created plays for people like Evan Mobley and people on his team. So it was dope to see him get some uh, recognition right there. Um, secondly, I'm going to give it to Marla Gibbs. Ashley seen this article about her. Marla Gibbs was Florence from the Jeffersons, and she was also on 227 and created it. Um, and she's about 90 years old right now. So she has a huge history, and she had a completely different story as to how she got Hollywood. Got to Hollywood. I think she had a um unsung hollywood or something episode i remember watching it so uh long story short she's actually from uh, chicago but then i think she got married and had kids her kids were born in detroit mm. uh husband was getting on her damn nerves and at this point she's in her mid-40s um she moved to la i think she said she was 44 years old um i think she said she tried again with her husband when he got there it just didn't work she had a family member her sister her sister moved out there her sister was doing like small acting gigs and stuff so she said which is i love stories like this she said she it wasn't hard for her to get out there because she worked for uh, United Airlines mm. or uh, United or American Airlines. So everything was sent for free. Tickets was free, all that shit. So she says she still worked for the airlines two in two seasons and two years until her time working on the Jeffersons. Cause she like anything can happen. Smart. Right. Very. So obviously she's it's, it's like an article where it's like a conversation and she was mentioning how like, you know, um, she's like, the lady was like, you didn't want to quit. And she was just like, yeah, people was telling me, you know, are you going to quit? And then until, I think one of the people on the set was just kind of like, you know, what are you going to quit? What can I do to make you quit or whatever? So eventually she did. Um, one of the parts that stuck out to me was when she said she, I think 227 was derived from like a play or something she did with somebody. So it became a TV show. I think she said she sold it to Norman Lear, but Norman Lear was the creator of like Good Times. Why do he still live in two? Of Good Times, all these shows, I think Sanford and Son, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. you know, 
for black people that we look at as history, right? So obviously, you know, I don't just look at him like, oh, he's a good white man or whatever, you know, whatever. Especially I'm talking about for the times now. <laughs> so <laughs> she said something interesting and I was like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so the lady asked her, she said, what's your friendship like with Norman? Um, she said, we always, we will always love each other. It's gotten better and better throughout the years. So when I read that, I'm like, what you mean? Right. Um, she said, I'm sure he, she said, I'm sure he was probably a little annoyed with me over 227. I had originally produced 227 as a play uh, written by Christine Houston and I own the rights, all the rights. I sold it to Norman, who I guess sold it to Sony and NBC. He didn't want any actor of, of his to also be a producer. And in quotes, actors acts, actors act, producers produce. Mm. He used to say, but I wanted to be EP. He refused. In the end, I didn't get the money. I didn't get the billing, but I got all the rights of as a producer. I had final say on hair and wardrobe and I hired Jack A, um, who played and got her break on the show, I'm assuming, um, who had an awesome audition. Um, then she ended up getting the Emmy. Now I have been a bridesmaid at the Emmys five times, but I've never been a bride. I like that. <laughs> I didn't cute. think it was. Imp- I didn't think that it was important. Um, that shows you where my head was coming from. Coming out of Chicago and Detroit, I said the work is the work is its own reward. Now I understand better because I understand the business. So, like, what you mean you don't want me to be EP? Talking about some actors. What you trying to say? Right. Because you know you got other shows with people, but a lot of these shows that we talking to black people. So you don't want me to get credit? Like, I didn't like that. So. Yeah, I was, and it was funny because I actually went back and started watching 227. It was on Prime. I was like, oh, that's funny because, you know, Regina King got her break on there. She was her daughter. And she said Regina King was her daughter in like a play or something. So mm-hmm. she said when the show came around, she was like, I want her to be my daughter. And she that's said she dope. actually had to fight. She had to fight for it, but wow. it ended up happening. So she said it was dope to see Regina producing. And she said she was joking with her like, you way ahead of what I was doing. Aww. So it's just dope to see, you know that relationship. And just to see her as a kid, you know, I was I watched a couple episodes, I think Saturday or Friday or something. So yeah, um, she has a book she's working on. I'm like definitely gonna read that. It's called um, it's not, it's not too late or something like that. And Ooh, I, like that. I think she had a she had a song called that, but I was kind of pissed off because I'm like, bro, I want to look for the book, but I don't think the book was um released yet. So yeah, so it's never too late. She didn't give a release date for it, but I'm sure it'll come soon because this article article was pretty recent. Um, yeah, it was released February 15th. So. Shout out to Marla Gibbs. Remember she was on, I think she was on The Brothers. She Remember she played D.L. Hewley Mama on The Hewley <laughs> Show. She talked about that on, the, I think, the um, unsung. She was saying they were somewhere and he was just cussing up a storm. And she said, she's looking at him like, can you stop? So I didn't think that's when she said he got his show. And he's like, I'm going to make you the mama on my show. So it was dope. Um, rooftop Cinema. Um, like I said, I had a good time. I ain't going to really go further into that. Um, if you're in the city, try it or whatever. If you go to a city, try it. Dope. It's something you saw already, but it's just a fun experience. Listen, Cajun Shrimp Wrap from fucking Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Look, gave them my flowers last week, but I've probably been there every day this week, especially after I worked out. Amazing. They got like a pear thing where you get like a, a, a smoothie. You pick the smoothie, you get the wrap. Man. Now they got the Jamaican, was it jerk wrap or something? We got a little pineapple. It's good, but something about the shrimp one, man. Take me out. I remember I walked in there one day. I'm like, pick up. He like, Reese? I'm like, oh. yes, it's, it's me. <laughs> I, I was the only order. You just didn't know it was me, right? <laughs> like, but yeah, it's, it's super dope. I think they're they're not actually just in Houston. I think they're based in Atlanta too. So they probably in all these different cities. Um, And I, like I said, I'm deflowering Andretti's and True Food Kitchen. Go to the beginning and remember why. Sucked. Hated it. Um, And we do have a listener 
um, excuse me, um, what is it? Flower, excuse me. I was going to say random shit of the week. Uh, my boyfriend said he wants to give flowers to Rich Paul for, and he's LeBron's agent. And I guess just for it being dope, I guess. He yeah, has a lot of different true. things. He's actually um, Andale's boyfriend right now. Yeah, Even though the media be saying some shit. Yeah, I don't like how he's a player. He doesn't want to settle down. Like, how you know? I didn't even see that. They yeah. made, it, made it seem like they was going through stuff. And like, they That's put it on like she, she's at her residency and she was crying. I'm like, bro, how do y'all know this? Black man is incredible thing. They had to create a right. rule for this man because he's been so successful. I think we yeah, talked about man. it whenever that happened. Yeah. So, oh, no. yeah, he tried to play me like Rich Paul or LeBron James. I'm like, I don't know who fuck Rich Paul is. Who you talking to? But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Rich Paul, though. Um, all right, let's move on to dating relationships and sex with nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> um, did y'all watch it on this? I did. I didn't watch it this week. Okay. Or this past week. Um, well, sorry, spoilers. Um, so in this new episode, what I liked about this episode was um, I was about to say Chloe Jazz. She is in a funk because of everything that she's been through. Um, and she spends the better part of the episode getting herself together, but her therapist, um, her therapist suggested that she take antidepressants. Um, and in the midst of everything, young Doug gets a text from her friends saying that she's not doing well. Can you go visit her now at this time? He is supposed to be supporting Lucas sister, Kiela at, um, some event she was doing for the BSU. And he ends up leaving her event to go see about Jazz, hang out with her. After he finishes hanging out with Jazz and just, you know, helping her feel better, he goes back to see Kiela. And she's like, "Um, when I realized that you weren't here for my event, it made me realize that I want to be serious with you. And he kind of was like, "Uh, I like what we got going on. Let's keep it casual. I ain't really looking for the relationship, blah, blah, blah. So um, McCoy actually came up with this question. He said, how serious does a relationship have to be before healthy boundaries are set with exes? Um, because it seems like Doug kind of, he. it seems at the beginning of the episode that he wants to be committed to Kiela. And then when he went to go talk with Jazz, he kind of mentioned like, damn, I fucked a good thing up, blah, blah, blah whoop de woo and it seemed like they were trying to like rekindle so so wait so wait what did i miss here jazz and what's the boy name on the show diggy name doug jazz and doug talked about getting back together and somebody said slow down you talking about jazz and the girl i mean so, the boy and, and jazz doug, i mean doug, whatever the fuck her name is. doug went to see jazz because the girls were like hey she's really depressed can you come see her she's not doing well so he was being a friend and he, you know, wanted to go see her and make sure right, she was right. okay. And it just seemed like their vibes were kind of like rekindling. He goes back to see Luca's sister and she's, you know, like saying like, oh, I want to be committed in a committed relationship now, which I don't know if y'all remember a couple episodes ago, she was kind of playing. Okay. Stop there. That's why I, that's mm -hmm. the jazz stuff. Fine. But that's why I asked. Cause I'm like, didn't she just say like, she didn't, she was seeing somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, that, That's exactly why I asked. I'm like, wait a minute. She just, the shit I saw, she didn't care. So mm -hmm. he was, he was the one crying. Yeah. To other niggas. Mm -hmm. like, mm. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. Women are flip-flopping. Uh, 
Men are too. Niggas ain't right. So Oh, oh you asked the question. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I just want like how serious do you think it needs to be? Do you think he should let her know that he's thinking about getting back with his ex? Or should they keeping it casual? Should he just do him and she do her? I'm doing me because at this point you told me last week you was out here doing you. So just because you want to be with me now, I'm supposed to just want to be with you. Great. Yeah. Guess what? Somebody else hit me up and I'm thinking about it. So yeah. No, I just that's why you threw me off. I'm like, did this bitch just say last week? Had, had Doug, got freshman. all people crying. She's still and shit. She's no, no, she knew what she was doing. Exactly. Because it wasn't then he then he pull up on her on the same shit, right? Like, oh well, you know, I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe she was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I this was like after in this he, situation. After Luca punched his shit. Yeah, you got beat up and everything. For <laughs> <laughs> the brother, the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be like, no, I'm straight. Like, but I guess in a situation where, like, say if it wasn't the situation, like she didn't try to play him a week before, and then it's just like you need to figure out how to do this. Yeah. Like, say he just went to go see the chick and he was dating, or he went to go see Jazz and he was just dating um, Luca's sister. Um, I think. First of all, it depends on the person, whether you're the guy or the woman trying to figure out like how serious you want to be and that boundary for yourself and your ex, right? Because yeah. I feel like if you feel like you need to go see the ex and to make them feel better, not saying that there's something there, but if you do it and then you still feel a you know a little tingle, um, don't don't go no further than that further than that as far as you know, connecting with the other person in a relationship. But I feel like if you feel like everything's done with the ex and there's no need for you to go see her and you really like this other woman then just create that boundary i think it's just when people i just i always say this i feel like people just make stuff hard yeah. and once you get that feeling or understanding for yourself and then you make clear with the other person and they agree then do it other than that people be confused and i feel like if you are confused then you don't need to go further with whatever you're trying to do yep so yeah yeah i i, I agree people make stuff hard I, I just put like this put in your own shoes if your girl if you if your new girl goes back to his ex or go back to her ex or whatever and try to comfort her how would you feel and if you feel like that's messed up i wouldn't do that then don't do it well um I, sorry mm-hmm. I'm, i just have to to ask is it wrong of him to still have a friendship with jazz because they were a group of friends before no, I, that's not a, that, that's that's how that's how you create your own relationship i'm not going to say yes or no to that only because me personally, I don't have any uh, friendships with any of my exes, only because that 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 ship has sailed, that door has closed. However, however, else you want to say it, uh, that hatch has un- that hatch that we get the, un- that we hatch. Get the gist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's for me. I I don't. There's no reason for me to go back to my ex or even. I mean, what if you? I mean, but in this situation, they share a friend group. Hmm. Well, well, Doug didn't do anything wrong in here. Um, there's nothing not he, he, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, the thing is, is that it, it depends on how you want to set it up. Like if if he's, let's say he's not taking old girl serious, the okay. new chick serious. Uh, uh, what's name? Luca. Uh, uh, sister serious. Luca's sister serious. Um, so it really is just between Doug and Jazz. Hey, we are exes how comfortable do you feel me popping in on you? Because she was surprised when Doug came in. She's like, Hey, what are you doing here? Right. And he's like, Hey, I got a text. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And, you know, obviously she wasn't too upset about well, it. Because she, she didn't think in. he cared about her ass no more. I mean, yeah, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, you left me for a dude with a dress, but Hey, um, <laughs> Shut up. yeah, but 
hey, that you know that you didn't want, that you don't like now. Um, and, you know, you Wonder, had no- would you have went like say if you went out with a chick and you and like would she be wearing and shit? And she was just like, I'm wearing this to the dance and no, you can't stop me. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just that is- you wouldn't you wouldn't have been standing there like damn near crying like her. Like maybe I wouldn't just cry, but I would be like, yeah, <laughs> I would have to have a conversation like, yo, this is this is your style. Like I ain't know you was into this. You know like, it's her style. That's why she was on the fence. But you you say she agreed wow. not to wear it, just like the show when she <laughs> came out. Come <laughs> out in a tuxedo. <laughs> no. <laughs> You sick, bro. Dude said she came out in a tuxedo. <laughs> but you got the people that can pull like Zendaya when she wear like a little tux outfit. It's cute. No. I'm going to call it a pants suit. That's true. Yeah. I shaved my head too. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Wow. See, women got it so hard. So yeah, hard. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but no, that's not no, that's not what we're doing. It's not gender bender day. <laughs> Damn. Since when is pants <laughs> only for men? I never did. I, head, I, I, I did not enjoy. I did not enjoy gender bender day. You didn't. You didn't dress up. No, absolutely not. I didn't want to cross dress. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. Oh uh, no, but um, I wasn't gonna say shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what did you say? I had fun. I, no, it was weird because it's so funny you say bring up gender bender day because I was on Facebook and a memory uh, popped up from high school. And I ended up clicking through, you know, how you keep going through the pictures and gender bender, babe. I think I put it in my story when I had on the pants, mm-hmm. but I still look feminine with it. But uh, I seen one of my old friends, he had like the little wig on, like it was itching. So he was kind of ugly because he was pressing his head. And he was like this. And the wig was curly. He looked muscular. Yeah. It was fun, though. You were in high school. You were thinking too much. So you didn't have fun. Yeah, well, I, I, used, I was a dude that came in like, like church. Leggings. Clothes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Church clothes and um, you know, <laughs> that no bender. That's religion bender. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came in with like a suit on, you know, with a little satchel or something. Like I was in. <laughs> Who said you hey, a man speaking now? I'd be like, boo. I did the little color school spirit. I wear a little orange and all that stuff like that. But other than that, no, I wasn't doing no gender bender. Did you do pajama day? No. No, nope, I didn't do, do pajama day. My parents said I should, bro. <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like that was the place to do all that. Like, I just came here to learn and get out of here. You like, weirdo, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah. You supposed to buy pajamas like clothes for pajama day. You don't wear the ones you sleep in. I've never had my rocker wear pajama shit. New clothes. I still got some of the pants for pajama day. Little, they flooding now, but rocker wear pajama pants. Had the top, bro. That was the most comfortable day in school. Walking around the hall with, the hall with house shoes on, bro. Great day that Mawanjay missed yeah. out on. Mm-mm. Oh, because he was ashamed not... to have that ass hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It wasn't that big back in the day. No. <laughs> was he was looking like Junior. You had a Junior ass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> junior day. <laughs> um, I, I just, I'll just say this man, Junior day. I'm done. Junior uh, J. Junior J. <laughs> oh, I Junior Day. <laughs> I say this, man. Just uh, how serious the relationship have to be. Um, it is. It doesn't really matter about if somebody's uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. Put it like that. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm question. uncomfortable with my ex. Well, okay. I, I, so, do you think that? Do you think that Doug needs to tell Kiela that he no, is? No, no. Oh, they're not a relationship. Nope. They, nah, he, after you did like, to me last week. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, she did have him crying, looking sad. Right, mm-hmm. talking to what's his name. He can't help you. He got his own problems. Shit. Right. Ooh. You know, you know it's bad when you're talking to the wrong friend about your problems. <laughs> like, oh you yeah. Oh yeah. You know it's bad. Like you talk about Vivek. 
Yes, and uh, the black dude too. What's his name? Chloe Man that be hating on her. Not Luca, but the other man. Did oh, you talk Aaron. to him? Aaron, yeah. He might have, yeah. I don't like the little tail he be wearing. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. Uh, Zoe, I, I, you know. You, what do you think, Lassie? Ashy voice. I think, I think because, I mean, like y'all said, because she did hit him with the let's keep it casual. I'm sorry. You don't get to just come to me the, a week later wanting to change your mind and think I'm just going to drop. Because obviously he he felt like he had to put himself back out there. So, mm-hmm. hey, may the best woman win. And, I mean, the only yeah. fucked up part is, like I said, he didn't got beat up over this shit. And they were sneaking around. And... He smashed, right? Yeah. Oh, they smashed all the time. The episode started with them in the bed. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, I was going to say that's true, but I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go watch it after this. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, girl, no, girl, fuck you. And you younger than me? All right, freshman, go mm, find somebody else. I like that. Right. He's supposed to be, let me shut up. Anyway, uh, listeners, let us know what you guys think. <laughs> I was going to take a bite of these chips, but I can't. All right, guys. Time for my nine. Um, I actually seen this online, and let's read it. It reads, girlfriend told me she had a sugar daddy. I have been dating this girl for a few months and she informed me she had a sugar daddy when she was younger. And when I asked more about it, she told, she told, she told, confirmed, she confirmed that he would buy her things. And in return, she would sometimes have sex or or sexual favors with him. The problem I'm having is in my mind, that's essentially the same thing as a prostitute. I like her, but I don't like the idea of dating someone like that. Just need some people's opinions on would it be wrong to end it with her or should I overlook that? Mm. Well, I, I I'm a I have a personal situation like this. So, uh, somebody that I dated had a, a sugar daddy. Oh my god, <laughs> um, had a sugar daddy, and um, at first it was cool. Like we, she would take the money from him, and then we would go like do stuff together. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That might have to be the opener. Yeah. We went to the Trey Song concert together um, through the money or whatever. Um, I think I'm like, what? Why be a podcast? But it started to get, he started to catch feelings. He started to get more involved. You ever slept with him? No, no. He was a whole different place. So a sugar daddy with no no sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's doable. Is there a difference? Virtual, virtual sugar, like he would transfer money over virtual to our account and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, how <laughs> was, much? How much we talking? Well, I mean, think about so we had like uh, so a Trey Song concert was probably like maybe a, a little over a hundred dollars, a little over a hundred dollars and stuff like that. So sound like a splendid um, daddy. Yeah, splendid daddy. <laughs> 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 so like, he's diet. He's a diet daddy. Pause, <laughs> yeah. but. uh so it was, it was, it was that. And like I said, as we got serious, I told her like, okay, you got to cut this off now because now I'm the man in your life and we're not going to have no other man. But it was okay right. for you to take his money and go Absolutely. shoot your songs. Absolutely. Because I, you know, I like concert. Um, I like concert. <laughs> but it, it started to get that. So in this case. Um, so you were comfortable spending another man's money? No, she was comfortable spending another man's money on me. You were comfortable taking that? Uh, yes. At the time. Yes. So if she was fucking him too. No, 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 that would have been out of the out of the um question. This is interesting. In, in this case here, same thing with this guy is that um no, 
when a woman is divided between two between you and another man, that woman is not a woman for you. Um, <laughs> not it's not. You said this was in the past, though. But but she still has remnant. See, I thought she said he said he's still um, getting taking money from the guy. Mm-mm. I had been dating. Um, she said when she was younger, mm-hmm. and I asked about. She told me she had a sugar daddy when she was younger. And when I asked more about it, she confirmed that she he would buy her things and she would have sex and do sexual favors with him. And he said the problem he's having is in his mind, that's a prostitute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. He liked her, but he can't fathom dating somebody that had that in her past. Yeah. No, I. I um... Would you do it? No. Why not? It's in the past. Say you 30 and this happened when, it, when she was 20. Mm-mm. Oh, you trying to do this get through? Co- now, if you trying to do this get through college, I get it. Well, like, there's, an outcome, right. there's an outcome to this. There's an outcome to this. You have an outcome, but even then, it's just kind of like I don't, I don't know if I would want to be in that type of relationship where, like, the guy, like, what if you run into the guy? Maybe, maybe you maybe never run into the guy. Maybe the guy's dead. I don't know. It was an old guy, but I don't know. The end, maybe the end guy of the don't day even is, live in the same damn state. For me, when I went through that situation, I had to shut it down. Um, and this was no sex. You ain't even living the same thing. You was over here taking his like, grown man money. You but, her. But, it, but you're living a lie on top of that too. It's like my thing is like I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to live a lie. Like my thing, my whole big thing in you're all dead. relationships is don't lie to me. So, yeah, you told me the truth about this, but you're also faking the funk. Like I need to be. If I'm your man, what I need do to you be, want from me? I need to be pronounced. Throughout the entire relationship. So, so if I'm an old prostitute, it's a problem in yes. your mind because I just had a sugar daddy. It's a problem. It's a problem for me. Wow. Did something strange for a piece of change. No. It was a thing of her. Past. Well, I mean, you know that's the thing. I think for me, like, men don't see sex work as. We don't, I don't know what she had to do or why she, maybe she just wanted a sugar daddy. I don't know. I put it like this. If you're, if it's something that you're not going to look past or something you can't get past, then let it, let that girl go and let her yeah. be because there is someone that will be perfectly okay with something that happened in her past. Um, and, and not judge her about it. We don't know why she had to do this. Maybe she, maybe she told him and we're just not getting that part of the story, but I just feel like if you can't accept someone that you love for everything that they is, you might as well keep it moving. Yeah, I just want to say you can't even tell people who you are no more because it seemed like all they was doing was having a conversation about, oh, I had a sugar daddy before and it led to this shit. <laughs> it, led to, yeah. it led to you accusing me of being a toot. <laughs> toot. <laughs> my toot toot. <laughs> like... Like, what did I do wrong besides tell you what you wanted to know? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Sometimes just leave. Sometimes you don't have to tell everybody your past, fam. Just let it go. I mean, so if you knew, if, if you had a chick that was a sugar, had a sugar daddy like this and never told you, and say I was walking down the street and he walk up to her and then he'd be like, hey, baby, she'd be like, Cuddy. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happened? You see what happened in that I situation? I mean, I feel like, Mwanja, you say this, but men, if you found out, if you found out after the fact, you'd be mad that she didn't tell you. So it's really, it's really mm, no win-win. Bury your secret better. Say y'all married with kids and shit at this point. You gonna leave mm, her in? No, I ain't no choice. I, to death do his part now. <laughs> now oh, too. Y'all hear that? Now, now tell him, tell him, tell him after y'all married, sis. 
Don't tell me nothing. I just oh, I might okay. slap you. Better, no, oh, no. He rather he rather have he rather have a uh, Cuddy tell him at H E B. In the meat section. Oh God, no, no, with a sucker in his mouth. Oh, oh no, <laughs> with oh. a little little gold chime on his tooth, uh-huh. like smile. Gonna throw it. Gonna throw That's, more on his ass down the stairs. Mine, young blood. Huh? Remember <laughs> when you threw him down the stairs? Remember you when don't he was pick up your uh, your blood pressure pills from the pharmacy. <laughs> remember, he, remember he was carrying the groceries up the stairs and he yeah. threw them down. He walked down like a baby said, "I'll cut you right now." <laughs> it was helpless, boy. Man came back from the army and, and he now like, he's shoot me, nuke. Yeah, so hot man. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But you know, I I, I, I mean, told some women got to do what they got to do. But I'm just man. Remember he told him he said, "All oh, that stuff she doing to you, you like how she suck it, don't you?" He's <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's when you you know somebody got you in the head like you try to jump like, Ooh, let me at him." He couldn't even get out. Let me at him. That's funny. <laughs> he was like, "You like how she she did all that with me? I taught her all that when you was at the war." Like, oh fuck. <laughs> That would piss you off. That would piss me off. How would you feel about her? Like, say if that happened, you walking up and die. He had to die. How would you feel about that? Like, you picking up all the groceries and the meat and the fucking milk off the floor and you going out. (laughs) Babe, can I help you? Get off me. Right. (laughs) Everybody, jack me up. Most people got a pass, but nobody want to know the details of the pass. Does the actual body count? No, we talked about that. Yeah. But that's interesting. Let me, let's, let's, let's phone a friend. Let's call our first of all loyal listener who's waiting for us anyway. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You're right. I'm not waiting for you. <laughs> right, Bluetooth not connected. So what did NFT Yellow. do about this time? Hey. John. Yeah. Were you in the bathroom? I don't know. Hang on, call him back. He said maybe. <laughs> 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 Real quick, one of y'all just asked the last question. It wasn't in nine, but what was the question? I think Lassie said, "Would you date somebody? Something about the past?" Would I do? Would I date somebody from what? No, no, no. I'm, I'm asking Lassie and Mwanja. Damn, did I ask it or Mwanja asked it? What question did I ask? About like, would you date somebody with a past or whatever it was? Or yeah. would you ask somebody about the? Oh, pa- oh would you ask somebody? Would you ask somebody their body count? Not body count. You said just oh. past. Like, how much of the past do you want to know, or something? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. How much of how much of your uh, lover's past do you really want to know? Like, well, give me a percentage. I think that would be good to quantify. Uh, probably like 65%. We want to all have. Mm. 55. Feel our guts. Huh? Well, well, let me ask you. 65. Why not 100? Because, like, to me, some of it's just irrelevant. So that really doesn't matter to me. So if it's irrelevant, why she just can't tell you anyway? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, if that's their choice, yeah, that's fine with me. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to care either way. Let me let me read you the and I so you can right. Help. So let me tell us. So it's it's something I seen online. So it says, girlfriend told me today that she told me that she had a sugar daddy. I had been dating this girl for a few months and she informed me she had a sugar daddy when she was younger. And when I asked more about it, she t- she confirmed that he would buy her things And in return, she would sometimes have sex or sexual favors with him. The problem I'm having is in my mind is that she's essentially she was a prostitute. I like her, but I don't like the idea of dating someone like that. Just need some of people's opinions on would it be wrong if I ended with her or should I just overlook it? She had a sugar booger. 
I wouldn't. Well, that's prostitute uh, is a harsh word. I wouldn't say all that, but um, look at John. I know that's right, John. You're come out with the NFT sex work line. <laughs> Sex tips with no, nah, but uh, if she was getting what she wanted out of it, wanted out of it, then I really don't see an issue because I mean they were both doing what they wanted to do and it was consensual, so Ooh. really, ain't, ain't no problem with me. So but I just hope she don't expect me to all that. Stuff. Yeah, but Moanjay said he dated somebody in his past that basically had a sugar daddy. She never met him. Um, but say it again, Moanjay. What would y'all do together? Oh, but she did take some of the money um, and uh, spend it on me. We went to a Trey Songz concert. Well, your voice shaking. Uh, right. That's, that's what she's supposed to do. <laughs> Period, John. <laughs> that's right. So, but he he okay with that, but he got a problem with a chick that had a pass from years ago. We weren't ago. serious at the time, though. Like, we weren't really getting serious, but, like, after a certain time... So you, you, now y'all were serious. getting serious. See, he comfortable using another man money, John. Absolutely. Do you, do, you, do you want somebody with experience or somebody that's been in the house all, all the time? Right. He'd be here talking about he wanted a chick first. to hit flips and shit. And... Man, I do want the flips and stuff like that. Too, but I want to be I am an educator. She's been sitting on the couch with her hands on her lap for, for 25 years. And you're going to be mad because she can't hit a flip. I want to teach. You want to teach her? I want to teach her. Yeah, I want to teach I am an educator. Bye. How would you teach her? Mm, so that's private now. Oh, okay. Now it's private. Anyway, mm-hmm. that, mm. Mm. well, John, we thank you so much for your input. Uh, here you go, John, the reasonable person. What does it matter? I know that's right. All right, bye. <laughs> so John over there taking a shit. We don't tell nobody else. Right. He, I said, you in the bathroom? He said, maybe. <laughs> anyway, well, um. What about you, Lassie? If this was a guy that told you he had a sugar mama, he would fuck her, you know, in exchange for some money and stuff like that. See, it's different from women. We like, oh, just don't do that shit here. Exactly. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> shit. Especially if y'all older and it's like you have when you're 20 or something. Right. Interesting. Yeah, no. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trip too much over it because, again, you never, to me, you never know where people are in their life when they go through some stuff like that. And not And not to say that people who do sex work or people who have sugar dads or sugar mm-hmm. sugar daddies or sugar mamas are always going through something. Some people just do it for the thrill. They ain't going mm-hmm. through shit, you know. And I get money too. Right. So, I mean, hey, but like you said, yeah, don't do that shit over here unless she just don't want no sugar and she's still giving you thousands. If she giving thousands, I can't argue with that. Go ahead and get that money, boo. <laughs> yeah, John, John brought up a good point saying a prostitute is kind of harsh. At least I, I think so too. It's a little harsh. Yeah, you. Well, that's all you talk to my your family. Shut up, Andre. Um, Thanks for getting money in exchange for sexual favors is the definition. So she she said sometimes she would do it. Maybe she wanted to fuck. So I mean, and I'm not gonna get into it because I think we've had this conversation on the pod before, and I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go there today. You know that's righteous, Mm -hmm. Um, Andre. Just saying. I'm gonna read some of these comments real quick. Yeah, let's. What, what are the people saying? Someone says she chose to give up. She chose to give her sugar daddy some cash. So what? Big deal. Um, cash. Says, <laughs> <Deal>. Shut up. <laughs> this is why folks don't tell y'all ish. Quit asking for info that you are too immature to handle. Yep, I'm immature. Don't tell. Someone me. said, <laughs> "What question 
What question clearly shows that you don't love your, or I guess you meant that. That question clearly shows that you don't love your girlfriend. Please mm. allow her to go find true love. She was wrong to trust you and be honest with you. I guess that's the price she has to pay. Boy, bye. Um, I someone, this one was kind of cut off. Someone says, anyone who, anyone who isn't a virgin has had a sexual past. And in that past, they've been... They probably seen done or had something done to them that would make you very uncomfortable. This is why you should never get into those kinds of details. That's true. There's more, but that's all I screenshot. So wait, I'm lying. Hold on. Five year one, not two. Um, someone says, "Sir, please leave that lady so she can find a mature man who loves her." Uh, here's a guy. He says, "There is no wrong reason to leave a relationship. If you're ever in this situation again, though, don't get details." If you mm-hmm. really like her, just assume he was a fool and his money was posted for from him. <laughs> okay. Blame on a man. I like that. Um, clearly you can't deal with it. Leave that woman alone. Someone says she, she doesn't clearly have a sugar. She doesn't currently have a sugar daddy. Right. So you're wanting to break up with her. The rest because... of the time. Yeah. Um, you got enough guts for a tub. Get out of here. Well, this is a man who said it. He said, if you're ever in this situation again, don't get details. If you really like her, just assume that he, the man, the sugar daddy was a fool and his money was posted from him. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. So I guess, yeah. man, I guess being in the situation where my, my past has been weaponized against me, I guess I can understand that a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, listeners, let us know what you guys think about that one. <laughs> Um, inspiration for the week. Inspire. Inspo. Let's see what we got ya. So don't have the RNC come here. Um, <laughs> some people really have a cage for the RNC. This is crazy. Um, hmm, let's see. All right, I'm like, Nana's being unprepared. Yeah, I don't got nothing. Um, a wise person told me if her earwax, if she has ear in the earwax, her coochie is nasty. Okay. Well, she got dry skin. Only said I'd be having dry skin and my coochie not nasty, but I ain't got nothing to do. Oh, okay, ma'am, 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 ma'am. This is the truth. Like, we hey, need to hey, tell hey, the hey, truth. Hey, hey, uh, There's more than it's not man that may see me with. Right. You'll be okay. Anyway, just giving an example, ladies. Some people have different skin conditions. That's get it from a day. <laughs> the alopecia. <laughs> Good for the ear. Yeah. <laughs> so Winnie. Dog. Um, Lassie, if you still like debating over there, I'm just gonna go with Marley Gibbs. Um, her book title and her song, It's Never Too Late. She was 44 years old and she says she didn't even think about her acting wasn't like something she really just wanted to do. She was just trying to, you know, get a new life and start fresh. And she just happened to be in the right place at the right time and did real good on the Jeffersons and made a hell of a career out of it. So shout out to her. It's never too late, guys. I like that. I like that. That makes me kind of want to read the book, too. So perfect title. Um, I'm just going to say. Um, take it one day at a time. I know it's simple, but a lot of. The the <clears throat> a lot of the reason why I felt the way I felt this past weekend was just because I was trying to do too. I just felt overwhelmed, and I really just got to, had to sit back and tell myself like, do what you can, take it one day at a time, and you know not to put too much on myself. So, yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I got I got to do guys something seriously. I, I I'm gonna look at no, Charles Barkley, no. and he I'm said, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, I, looking at Charles, knowing from Charles Barkley's life, no no when to leave." Um, there's you know there's, no he can't retire. No, <laughs> we don't want to talk to them people on Tuesdays. Please That's God, true. no. Just That's true. <laughs> but he, he is saying after this his last conference no. on retiring from the uh NBA T uh, TNT NBA um, standing in front of the door like this. Mm-hmm. Who's this woman? <laughs> So, but no one to leave though. No one to leave. You you can't be in everything forever. It sounds like it'd be great, but you can't leave everything forever. So, no one to leave. No one to leave. No, that's actually great though, because you think about when people talk about people like Flex or people that don't want to pass the mic back, mm-hmm. you know, as far as radio and stuff like that. But you got somebody like him where on Tuesdays they have Shaq. You know, he's fairly new compared to them, obviously. Um, whoever the white guy name is, who obviously would be the new Ernie. Um, Candace Parker and Dwayne Wade, and I don't really like Dwayne Wade in that. <coughs> that area i'm sorry i don't he's not that great but tracy mcgrady did good i liked him he was there on tuesday in place of candace but yeah when the first came on i'm like ah where everybody at but um no charles barkley funny as a bitch did y'all see that clip of uh i guess they were at the um Giannis, the nasses and the little brother alex did the um it was the one with the three people where they throw the ball in the hole and shit and do the layup mm-hmm. that little challenge um they were part of it so you know they were just showing them shooting around so charles barkley like that man right there <laughs> Uh, I thought the cool. I'm like, you know how to say his last name. He said he always gonna have a job wherever his brother. Is, he always gonna have a job. No, like, he be, he be I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, him, uh, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, street clothes. I'm like, dog, dude. Yeah, he, he an idiot, dog. Like, it was something I yeah, tweeted the other day. He said, I you know be, I be rolling. Like, but you know, I feel like they. I don't say grooming because it could be who he is. But Draymond Green has that type of. Yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah, because whatever he said about yeah. Rudy Gobert crying, I'm like, you have to bring it up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, Rudy Gobert crying, like, <laughs> yeah, Draymond Green like, definitely got a good career now. Yeah, he he, he gonna have that Charles Barkley, um, passion, I guess. So yeah, that's a good one. All right, listeners, this has been episode two. Why am I echoing? 248 as always i am the illustrious reese berry that is r-e-s-e-b-e-r-a four wise is twitter tumblr snapchat and instagram and i'm lazie lola baby on snapchat b-a-y-y-b-e-e and on instagram and twitter at lacrim lola mwanje and it's your boy Mwanje. That's M W A N J E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanje Ugandan for Leopard Daddy, Sugar Daddy, huh? Sugar Daddy J, Splendid Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That's episode two forty eight. We out. Bye. Peace.